0: Hello, hello everybody. How are you doing today? All right. I am so excited to have all of you here on today for this great anticipated homeschooling with excellence event. Yes, we are live and we are streaming all over so that you can get this helpful information in regards to how you homeschool. And as I was looking around, I see that many of you have homeschooling on your mind, and for those of you who do not know who I am, my name is Coach Tina Ramsey. I am a business owner. I am the CEO of HealTheHoneyPot.com, and also homeschooling and oils. I have been homeschooling my children for an extensive time now, and right now I am bringing in amazing homeschoolers from all over, all over the world. Well, I will be in the United States. Hey, Queen. Hey, Gladys. Give me, uh, let me know. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Give me a okay. Let me know where you're tuning in from. (laughs) All right, all right. So today we're going to have some amazing guests that's going to come in our Homeschooling with Excellence panelists, and they are going to pour into you on our three-day event. So without further ado, you know why you're here? You're here to learn about homeschooling. So let's go ahead and get Yes, are you
1: ready for this? The Homeschooling with Excellence Roundtable event that's taking place November the 20th through the 22nd from 5.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m.
0: Eastern Standard Time. Do you want to know how to homeschool and how to homeschool well? But most importantly, how to homeschool with excellence. Our amazing parents are going to pour into you and share with you what they are doing and how you can do the same. So make sure to tune in live on Facebook and YouTube with Coach Tina Ramsey for this epic event. Click the links above this video to follow and subscribe to all the areas in which we'll
2: be going live. See you there. Bye.
0: We are back and welcome to day one of our homeschooling with excellence event. I am so excited to be here with you on today. This has been a great anticipated event, not only for you, but myself as well. And I'm so excited for all of my amazing panelists to pour into you. For those of you who do not know who I am. My name is Coach Tina Ramsey. I am not only a business owner, but also a homeschooling mother of two children. And so today we're going to be pouring into you on how you can homeschool, but not only homeschool, homeschool with excellence. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about homeschooling and what is going on? Because many of you have this on your mind. You are contemplating whether or not you're going to homeschool. Maybe you feel a little overwhelmed in the fact that you just don't know what to do. We have an onslaught of homeschoolers that are different. What, 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 what do I mean by different? Meaning that you didn't choose this life. You kind of got thrust into homeschooling due to what our current situation is dealing with this pandemic and you're not like me and our other panelists who we chose to homeschool so who to give you the best advice in regards to homeschooling someone who was already doing it way before all of this happened and we are going to be pointing to you for the next three days in regards to homeschooling and how you can pick and choose on what type of homeschooling, because I made sure I have a variety of many different speakers who can give you the beautiful variations of what homeschooling is and maybe debuff some of the ideas you previously had, because it's a beautiful world of homeschooling, but it's multiple ways in which you can homeschool your children. And it's people like us who can come in and explain to you what that means and share our journeys with you so that you will be able to pick which way you want to homeschool. So for those of you who do not know a little bit about me, like I said before, my name is Coach Tina Ramsey. I'm a homeschooling coach, a social media coach, and a business instructor. I am also the CEO of the the Tina Ramsey Show. I also write many different health um, editorials. I'm an author. I'm the founder of Homeschooling and Oils and the founder and CEO of HealTheHoneypot.com. I'm a certified coach and I've been doing this for many years, helping frustrated parents get to listen to them and develop curriculum and develop a way that they can teach their children how to homeschool. Now, with me, I'm gonna share a little bit with my journey. Now, my children was not always homeschooled. We decided to homeschool in the year of 2013. Um, And the reason why is because my son has multiple learning differences. And no matter what I could do with school, I was not getting what he needed. And so as a mom, you push between a rock and a hard place. You're trying to figure out what would be the best option for you and your family and how does homeschooling fit into your life? And so... At the time, I had a whole lot of different things going on with my health. And I was like, how can I successfully homeschool my children? Because I have two. How can I homeschool my children at home? And I had to deal with some different health issues as well. So I want you to understand that you can not only homeschool your children, you can homeschool them well, whether you are dealing with health problems, whether you have one income, whether you are a working parent, whether you are a single parent, whether you are grandparents and you're raising your grandchildren, there are ways in which that you can homeschool your child or children and you can do it very, very well. I'm glad to say, yay, coach homeschool is with excellence. I don't have small children, but can pass it on. Bless your heart. Yes. So this is all about empowering you with the right information. For those of you who do not know you need some other advice, you can go to Homeschooling Oils on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook so that you can be able to get some more helpful suggestions. So today I'm going to talk to you about homeschooling a child with multiple learning differences. How can you, as a parent, Homeschool your child who has ADD, ADHD, autism, um, maybe some developments to delay. How can you as a parent give your child the best foot forward, so to speak? So one thing that you need to first of all do is take a deep breath <laughs> and learn the different resources that are available to you. There are a lot of different resources that are available to you. And I personally, when I homeschool my children and my son with multiple learning differences, I look for things that brings out the essence of what makes him so great. And I build my curriculum around that. So for those of you who don't know what that means, that means that you take bits and pieces in different areas and you put it together so that you can be able to make a well-rounded education for your children. And you make sure you fall into whatever categories, meaning math, history, science. You put it all together and you create a great learning experience. My best advice to you is to make sure that you find out what type of learning style your child has. And when I say learning style, I mean, what is it that helps your child learns better. Usually a child falls in one of three areas. They're either, they're either a visual learner, meaning they need to see things in order for the information to get deep into their mind and be able to understand it, or their audio, which means they need to hear it in order to filter the information, to be able to digest it. And then we have kinetics. Kinetics is very, very great. And most children fall in kinetics. Kinetics is when they need a combination of movement. They need audio, they need visual, and they also need to be able to write it out, right? Um, And most of you who have a child with ADD or ADHD, you want them just to sit still, And finish that worksheet or finish that book. But guess what? Your child is actually teaching you how to teach them based on how they move. Some children need to move. And when I first started homeschooling, I'm telling you, I was locked into the traditional way of teaching that I was accustomed to in public school. So I wanted them to sit in their desks, I wanted them to do their work. And I just wanted them to give my instruction. Well, guess what? It didn't work like that. I had to learn how to adjust my instruction to the way that they learn. And for my son, it ha- he had to have active movement. He had to have it. And I noticed when I adjusted my way of teaching for the way that he learns, that is when I saw everything start blossoming for him. So. Movement is not a bad thing, so I want you to get that out your mind right now. Movement is not a bad thing, especially if that's the way that your child learns. Um, Monument Mom said you are correct. It is possible to homeschool your child if it's your desire. It is, and so as an entrepreneur, as a wife, as a mom, I had to figure out how can I homeschool my child or children and do it. And so today is all about us helping you being able to figure out how you can successfully homeschool your child and giving you different variations on what homeschooling is. And then based upon this three-day event, you will be able to make a better decision on where do you fall? Because every family is unique on what their needs are. Some families, they can do traditional, meaning that they can just take workbooks and books and that's it. Their child varies students, they'll sit still and do the work. Well, that's not the average child. Then you have the child that jump around. How are you going to homeschool? So we have a different array of parents that's going to be coming on and sharing with you how they do, what they do, and also me as well. And I am so excited to have them on. And so what I am going to do right now, one thing that you need to do as a parent is first of all, build your confidence up. And that's what I do in my homeschooling culture. I build you up first. You know why? It's because in order for you to put your best foot forward in order to help your children, you have to first help yourself. Think about this. When you are in an emergency situation, if you're on the plane, right? And the plane, they're saying is having some technical difficulties, it might go down. We do not want that to happen, but just for illustration purposes, What do they tell you to do first? They tell you to put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then your children. Now, the first inclination of a parent is to take care of their child first and then do themselves. But why is that important that you put the mask on yourself first? It's because if you take care of yourself first, you will be able to take care of your children even better after that, right? Because you will have the strength, the confidence to be able to do what you need to do in order to help them in a tough situation. Same thing with homeschooling. A parent has to build up their confidence first if you are doing the instruction. If you are the one who is guiding, you're the one who is teaching, you need to build up your confidence first and have the proper mindset to know that not only can you do it, you're going to do it and you're going to be successful while doing it. And whatever you don't know, you're going to figure it out. You're going to find resources or you're going to connect with individuals who know what they are doing. And so that is what we do. And that is why I absolutely love homeschooling because of all of the flexibility and how you're able to see and blossom the best version of yourselves, You'll learn a lot about yourself with homeschooling and also you will just see some amazing things come about with your child or children while you are doing this homeschooling experience. So what I'm going to do today, I not only want to talk about homeschooling, but I want to inspire you. I want you to be able to be encouraged. So with that being said, we are going to have a short video that I feel that everyone needs to hear. Give me one moment. I'm going to do that again.
3: All right. It's a life of hustle and survival. I remember when my my ninth grade teacher asked me, Lisa, what do you want to be when you grow up? And see, I have to fight the Harlem Crip thirties every day to get home from school. So I looked at her and said a lie. I took an English class. I got a fail in English. And my English teacher said in front of the entire class, Lisa, you have to be the weakest writer I've ever met in my entire life. Don't worry, my story ends good. Don't feel sorry for me. I got seven under my belt. And then the same year my speech teacher said, after giving me a D minus, I knew I I knew I had an A in speech. Like, come on. He obviously didn't agree with me. He gave me a D minus and said, quote, unquote, Miss Nichols, I recommend you never speak in public, that you get a desk job. So here's the beauty of that story. Other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. Everything you've ever been through, set through, rose through, cried through, prayed through, everything is a setup for your next best season. And the way you forgive the perceivingly unforgivable, the way you love the perceivingly unlovable, the way you accept what seems to be unacceptable, the way you embrace after you've been betrayed, the way you do that is the way you believe us. Your light belongs to everyone who'll be illuminated because you were bold enough and obedient enough to let your light shine. Yes, 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 yes. And every time you cross someone's path and they can't handle your light, you know those people. That they try to give you reasons why you should tone it down a bit. That they would tell Cheryl not to sing so loud. Right, right, right. They would tell me to shut up in class. They tell you, you're kind of strange. You know those people, dream snatchers, vision busters. Don't be mad at them. They can only love you to the capacity in which they're able to love themselves. Don't be mad at them. Don't be mad at them. Pray for them, love them. Cause they're dealing with themselves like we're dealing with us. But I want you to remember that your 70 Watts, your 70 Watts has to be turned way up because you got way more to give us. It ain't over yet. Don't put a period where God put a comma. And when you turn it up to 159 Watts, You know, you keep turning it up. You like, you stop dimming your light. You say today is the first day of the rest of my life. You turn it up. You're gonna find people that can't handle your light. And before today, you might've dimmed your light. You might've shrunk a little bit. You might've tempered it down a little bit, but after today, I want you to see this. After today, turn the lights up. After today, you don't dare dim your light. As your light gets brighter, As your light gets brighter, you're going to disrupt some people, and they're going to tell you your light's too bright, your light's too bright, your light's too bright, your light's too bright. bright. Then you just look at them and say, well, I'm not dimming my light. I'm just going to hand you some shades.
0: All right. All right, you guys, that was all to motivate you and encourage you and inspire you that you can homeschool and you can homeschool well, just like you get up every day and put one foot in front of the other. You do not have to allow our current situation to be the defining narrative of why you can't. I want you to take "can't" out the equation, and I want you to put "I can." And on that note, I am so excited to bring on our first homeschooling with excellence panelist. Yes, let me just tell you about her because it's so amazing. I want I want you to hear all of this. We have the beautiful Yvonne. She is an African woman, mama. She is a transformer transformation life coach and an accomplisher of all things that she puts her mind to and she has been unschooling her children for the past 10 years she's a single mom of two beautiful daughters 17 and 24 and she finds it's a blessing to discover unschooling when she did and is grateful to continue to learn and apply as their lives evolve. She offers a blog for your benefit. She also has a bountiful list of free resources and she provides unschooling lifestyle coaching as a helping hand to those who are figuring out their own way on this homeschooling journey. With that being said, She is going to explain to you on tonight about the term unschooling and what it means in the homeschooling world. And who better to talk about it than Yvonne with 10 years experience up under her belt. So bring her on, my queen, my sis. Yes. Hey, Yvonne. Hello. (laughs) All right. I am. Oh, we have a comment. Let me see. We have a comment. Shawana Shawana says, hello. Hello, Queen. Hi, Shawana. (laughs) All right. So on that note, you can take it away. I am excited to hear what you have to say because, you know, I'm eclectic homeschool. I do a little bit of everything, but I need to learn from you on tonight. So go ahead and take it away, Yvonne.
4: All right. Well, thank you so much for that introduction, Coach Tina. I really appreciate uh being able to participate in this beautiful Homeschooling with Excellence event. I am Yvonne as Coach Tina, uh was saying African woman, mama, transformational coach and accomplisher of all that I put my mind to. And um It was about 10 years ago that I discovered unschooling, but it was about seven years before then that I originally started um, pondering whether I wanted to homeschool my children. I had um, just had my youngest child, and It just, it was a light bulb moment that I needed to be at home with my children. I am a teenage mom. I was a teenage mom. So I did uh, give birth to my beautiful 24-year-old who's about to be 25 uh, when I was 19 years old. And so uh, there has been a lot of growing up that uh, I have been doing over the years uh, since I started being a parent. And um, by the time I uh, gave birth to my youngest child uh, because they're seven years apart, things were starting to become clearer to me um, that I needed to be at home with my children and as they continued to grow uh, over those seven years from when I did first give birth to my youngest daughter, uh, I really it really became became glaringly obvious that they were not uh children that seemed to easily fall in line with the system that is public school and um, government mandated school in general. Uh, Anyone that knows me personally can tell you that the word nonconformist comes to mind. Uh, And so Once I discovered uh, this concept of unschooling, everything just clicked for me. It made perfect sense. Um, At that time, my youngest was in first grade and my oldest daughter was in eighth grade. And there were a few things that were going on that, finally uh encouraged me to go ahead and pull them out um, my oldest was dealing with a lot of extreme bullying and it had just been progressively getting worse over the years and her self-esteem um was taking a major hit and She's very, very talented, artist extraordinaire uh, in so many different ways. And I was racking my brain trying to figure out what could I do uh, in order to give her a space to be able to highlight her many skills and talents so that she could understand just how awesome she really is and not believe uh the types of things that children had been saying to her um and my youngest daughter she was a talker much like myself uh my oldest daughter she liked to talk as well and i noticed that uh over the years, just like when I was growing up and in school, teachers had been consistently wanting to talk about and highlight how much they like to the socialize. Because, of course, in regular school, there isn't any space for that, there's only space for um, getting work done, uh, checking boxes. So uh, both of the girls were able to do their schoolwork with their eyes closed because it was so easy to them. So that meant that they were done very quickly and wanted to talk. And I didn't like how they were being harassed about that it brought up how that used to happen to me when I was a child. Uh, Instead of highlighting how well I was doing um, with my work, same thing with them, that wasn't being highlighted. Only what had them outside of the bounds of what was allowed that kept the a uh, machine that is school and the classroom running. So the end of my oldest daughter's eighth grade year and the end of my youngest daughter's first grade year, we took the plunge. I talked with them and I told them about this concept of unschooling and what that could look like with our family, what that could look like, particularly because I'm a single mom and how it could open up our schedule so that there would be so much more time to be able to, for me as just one person, um, to be able to assist them and guide them and and support them there'd be so much more time to be able to do that and so we took the plunge the types of things that stood out to me uh about unschooling when i was doing my research before we took the plunge were the principles principles like that children are born intelligent and with intuition and they deserve trust so that they can be empowered to be comfortable trusting themselves and their intuition. Um, and that principle in and of itself was very powerful to me and still is. It's been an evolution Really understanding it, but it's definitely one of the principles that stood out to me um, in the beginning. And another principle that stood out to me about unschooling is um recognizing that they have rights just like any other human being. And They deserve to be treated well, just like any other human being and not be treated like second-class citizens, whatever that means. Um, They deserve to be notified of their rights Uh, and they deserve to be empowered to advocate for themselves and their rights uh just like we as adults do so that was another principle that stood out um and encouraged me to want to go ahead and take this plunge uh, another principle of unschooling that stood out was about how important it is to observe them regularly and stay right there with them and uh, continue to see what types of ways they seem to learn best and watch how that evolves. That was something that stood out to me. Um, There actually are, A lot of myths about unschooling and one of the biggest myths is that it's about being a lazy parent and my experience is that it could be further from the truth. It's actually a lot of work because as a parent, we... in an unschooling lifestyle, we don't subscribe to the mindset that we are teaching our children. We subscribe to the mindset that our children are natural born learners and want to learn naturally and want to explore naturally. And as parents, we're facilitators, and we guide and support, but we don't teach. We guide them, support them, facilitate uh, any sort of interests that we see that they have. We help them if they would like, figure out how to delve more into their interests. Um, So that was another, principle that stood out to me Um, and recognizing how important it is to stay open to their interests, recognize that they're gonna change. And that's absolutely fine Um, because as an unschooler, we're not concerned about what the school system or society says that they need to know. We're not concerned about any of that. We're not concerned about what society says that they're supposed to know at this age, that age, have learned at this age or that age. We're not concerned about any of those things. And that was definitely something that stood out to me and made a lot of sense Um, because it just never felt right for me. Um, as I was growing up. It never felt right to um, feel forced to study this topic or that topic. It never felt right. So once I started reading about unschooling and found out that one of the principles was that you're not concerned about what outside sources are saying that you should know that this is actually interest led that this is actually about your children and their intuition and where their intuition is leading them i was on board um another principle that stood out and continues to stand out is that we're always learning. They're always learning. Adults, we're always learning, you even in our sleep. We're always learning. We're always processing processing information. So, um those were the types of principles uh unschooling principles that stood out to me. And helped me in the decision to take the plunge from the very beginning i never looked at unschooling as an experiment uh i've heard it described as that sometimes but i never looked at it as an experiment i always looked at it as i'm an unschooler they're unschoolers this is our life, this is a lifestyle. Homeschooling is describes a way of education that doesn't involve government mandated, uh, like public school or private school or anything like that. More so parents are um, responsible But unschooling is under the umbrella of homeschooling. And it's a lifestyle. It's a mindset. And there are all different types of tiers when it comes to unschooling. No two people do it alike. I've learned that over the years as I've been watching people. And as far as I'm concerned, there's no one right way to do it. It's an evolving journey and each family, and even for each child is going to look different. And it's about staying open to that and recognizing that you don't need to get it right, get it wrong, it doesn't need to be perfect. It just essentially needs to be about our family's happiness and figuring out what works from one day to the next. Um, It's been 10 years. And a question that comes up a lot is, does unschooling work? And whenever I hear that question, I like to ask work how, work with what? Um, We sometimes, as a society, can wear some glasses that color our perception, color our experiences, condition us uh, to think a certain way. So whenever I hear the question, does unschooling work? The only question that I have to actually ask back is, does schooling work? I've seen, as well as many other people, so many different outcomes from people who have gone to regular school, who have homeschooled. either because of religion or eclectic or world school and unschool. And as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to working, each of us are individuals. And ultimately, we should be looking at how happy our children are. We should be remembering that eventually, our children are gonna grow up and their lives are going to be theirs. It's not going to uh, be a situation in most cases that we are telling them what to do Uh, for the rest of their lives. And so another principle that stood out to me about unschooling was why not allow my children to have the opportunity to start listening to their intuition as children and have support from myself as they listen and as they learn to trust it because they're seeing me trust their intuition, why not get into that while they're children instead of waiting until they're 18 years old or 21 years old and then out of the blue, okay, now you are completely responsible for all of your decisions. And so many of us have experienced that, whereas we didn't have a lot of experience uh, learning how to trust our intuition when we were children, because most of the time society is uh, telling us that we should be authoritarian in our parenting And that, you know, our children are to be trained and they better do what we say and they better listen to us because we know better than them. And that logic does not vibe with unschooling. What we've been doing is partnership parenting, whereas we subscribe to a concept that we're partners in this experience that is me being a parent and them being uh, our children. So um, that is a common question that uh, I get with unschooling. And uh, I think it's important that if people think they might be interested in learning about an unschooling lifestyle, as a parent, they have to start with themselves. They have to go within and they have to ask themselves, is it possible that I even know how to trust my own intuition? Never mind, be able to empower my children to trust theirs. That's the first question that I think a parent has to ask themselves if they're thinking about unschooling and go from there.
0: Well, Yvonne, thank you, thank you so much for pointing to us. I actually have a couple of questions, that's why I had to pop on a little early. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> From behind the scenes. I'm like, okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. I didn't see anything in the private. No, no chat. it
0: came in privately. It came in private. Oh. I have private that you can't see and stuff that you can see. And okay. so here it is, my dear. First okay. of all, I love what you said, Yvonne, about it's a lifestyle mindset. Yeah. And and so When we are homeschooling, I want them to understand, uh, our viewers, to understand that there are different variations of what makes a homeschooling experience. Just like um, with public school, it's Mm -hmm. different variations of how they do public school. Um, Pretty much the same format on how the information is delivered, but some are private, some are public, you know, different stuff like that. But what I want you to understand is that unschooling is a form of um, homeschooling that falls up under the homeschooling umbrella. And so I love how you said that unschooling is not lazy. And for the general population, when you look at unschooling, most individuals automatically comes with the mindset of saying, oh, they just don't want to follow rules. Oh, they just don't want to do this or do that. No, it's actually, I have seen many unschoolers successfully graduate, go to college and all of this, whether they want to do it or not, because it's Mm -hmm. interest led. They Exactly. So I love that. But this is one of the questions. Um, They want to know more about your unschooling uh, lifestyle coaching. So how do you help the parents that say, okay, I like what you're saying with unschooling but i need someone to kind of help me find my format of because like you said every unschool is different just because right. you're unschooling i mean you do it the same way so exactly. how do you help those parents who decided okay i don't want to be a traditional homeschooler i don't want to be eclectic i don't want to do this i want to be an unschooler but how do i get started how do you help those parents
4: Okay, so as I was just saying, um, I start getting them to uh, ask themselves some very important questions. Um, As I was saying regarding, first of all, determining, are you an unschooler? Do (laughs) Do you feel like you're an unschooler? I'm an unschooler because my intrinsic motivation was never squelched for learning And I'm very grateful for that and I'm consistently as soon as I get an idea and there's something I want to know I go figure it out (laughs) I don't let anything get in my way and I'm always learning I know I'm always learning and I know that I knew that that was going to be one of the reasons why this would be the lifestyle for us because My children, like anybody else's children, when they're watching their parents, they're watching to see, are they excited about learning? Well, do they like to explore? Do (laughs) they pursue their interests? So I'm asking questions like that first of parents. I'm helping them understand what kind of mindset is necessary Uh, and to see if they really think that they would be a good fit for unschooling. Um, I'm asking them questions about uh, their childhoods in regards to if they were given an opportunity to trust their intuition, learn how to trust their intuition. Do they know how to do that right now? And if not, then we have to work on that first mm-hmm. uh, because that, and that's called de-schooling. That, that portion is called de-schooling. So essentially when it comes to the unschooling coaching that uh, Forever Unschooled does, we are essentially in the beginning dealing with de-schooling our parents' minds with helping them understand the conditioning that's there Mm -hmm. and seeing how open our parents are to digging into that conditioning, admitting that it's there Mm -hmm. and dismantling it so that they can then move forward to start employing these various principles in their lives in their families' lives. And so one way that we uh, do our unschooled lifestyle coaching is to literally, you know, now it's, that it's COVID-19 pandemic, um, is to literally either FaceTime, um, mm-hmm. Duo, Zoom, or just speakerphone. And I'm just literally sitting there watching and listening as they go about their day. And depending on what the parent's comfort level is, either we can address things as they come up and talk about them from an unschooling lens, or we can do it offline after the scheduled uh, coaching session um, is over or listening session really is over. Um, And that is, a very easy way to be mm-hmm. able to get real time information um, to be able to help our parents with. Great, great. So um, I like how you
0: get like a look at the typical, cause one of the question was, how do a typical unschooling day looks well from no listening. No such thing, there's it, no it, such it, thing. It, it can look, that's why I was just about to say from listening, <laughs> uh, every family, every situation is different and it's different from day to day. Just like your life is different every single day. Yeah. That is how unschooling and basically homeschooling in general is as well, but especially unschooling. Um, and as you can hear, she is there to facilitate, to be there to be your eyes and ears and kind of guide you through the natural Mm. process of right we're not giving you a stringent, like you have to do this, 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 this. no. Mm-hmm. It is about guiding you into your natural process of learning being interest-led, and she right. can help you. You know why? Because she has <laughs> 10 years experience. <laughs> yeah, <That's for laughs> it's been a journey,
4: that's for sure. <laughs> that
0: is has done this for successfully for uh 10 mm-hmm. years. So, Yvonne, tell the audience how they can actually get in contact with you in regards to you facilitating or being their uh, lifestyle unschool coach.
4: So um, online, you can reach us at foreverunschooled.com and that's F-O-R-E-V-E-R-U-N-S-C-H-O-O-L-E-D.com. On Facebook, you can join our Forever Unschooled page, same spelling, On Instagram, you can join us there, Forever Unschooled. On Twitter, it's the number four, and then Ever Unschooled. And YouTube, it's Forever Unschooled, but you would be able to get all of those uh, social media links on the website at foreverunschooled.com. And when you go to the website, you're gonna see that we have um, a free five tips that have helped me in getting started on this unschooling journey. So you can sign up to get that. We have uh, a bountiful resource page uh, that isn't just focused on unschooling. It is focused on homeschooling and unschooling and it runs the gamut from getting started to uh, transcripts, college, Right now, uh, with my youngest, we are in the throes of on the way to college, uh, and I, due to you know, her being interest led uh, and having the freedom to be able to be interest led, she's just coming back actually from public school uh, for three years. She decided because she has the freedom to do that after being out of public school um, and any government-mandated schooling system from the end of first grade through eighth, she decided to go back the last six weeks of eighth grade. And she stayed until the end of her junior year, which just ended in June. But back in February, at the beginning of February, she already had decided she was not going to continue and that she wanted to return to homeschooling. But even while she's been in a school, we are still unschoolers because we still live and have been living according to the principles of unschooling. As a matter of fact, I never felt more like an unschooler than when she did make her mind up to go back to public school that's that's actually when I really started feeling like, okay, we living this thing out now. this This is it because I didn't want her to go. I didn't. I did not want her to go. I, you know, just have seen so many negative, particularly for our black children and our black girls, So and black boys, so many negative um, experiences has already happened to my children and uh it just seems to just be pre- progressively getting worse but guess what interest-led learning unschooling it's not my decision it's her decision and i feel grateful to have evolved to that place because what she has picked up as a result of having the opportunity to go back to public school because she wanted to, to be able to make that decision and come out when she wanted to. The type of empowerment that she has now as a young goddess who knows what it's like to be able to make executive decisions at this age, it's growing her in such a beautiful way. Yeah, it is.
0: Well, Yvonne, thank you so, so much, much for sharing your journey with unschooling and also the transition, how it evolved. Yeah. And how she actually made the executive decision that she was gonna go back and then she came back and she said, yep. Oh, I'm done. I I'm did done. what I wanted to do yeah. for this period of time and now I yeah. want to go back. Yeah. So that is yep. being those are things that's going to help her build so much confidence it is. and to it know is. that she is in control. Because, you know, some okay. of us, it takes us a minute. We've grown and we finally realized yeah. about 40. Oh, I'm in control. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're you absolutely right. I'm yeah. like, whoa, you was always in control. You just didn't grab it, you know? Right.
4: But, but, you know, a lot of times we don't know that we are because of the way that we're raised. We're not raised being given the power to be able to make executive decisions. And so we literally have to stumble and crawl our way into figuring out that we have had control, uh, you know, at at least as adults, but we have to figure it out, right? And so I'm grateful that you know, with unschooling, we have evolved to a place, whereas she's able to figure it out now. We didn't always, it wasn't always like this though, Tina. We didn't start out like this. I had a lot of de-schooling to do, and I still do. There's still some days that pop up and something will come up and we'll be talking and she'll just be like, why are you saying it like that, mommy? And I'll have to go within. I'll have to literally stop and look at myself. Because there's a whole lot of self-reflection that happens in unschooling. Um, and, and, and I'll have to revisit. Okay, yeah, why did I say that? Why did I say that like that? You know what? That's some of that old conditioning. <laughs> I got to Hold on. I need to work on this. You know, Yeah. And that's
0: the homeschooling experience is not just for your children. It's for the entire family, because as you Mm -hmm. go on this journey, I know for me as a parent, I learned a lot about myself. I never knew my learning style growing up because I am a product of public school. And so I just went, learned, did the best I can do. What I didn't understand, must do what I did do. I did great. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it took me homeschooling my children. Then was the moment when I finally realized how I learned. And if I would have learned this way, I would have all the the struggles that I had when I was in public school would have been eliminated. But it took me homeschooling my own children for me to finally get to know myself. And then I start branching off and just growing Mm. my own wings. And as my children, they're doing the same thing. So homeschooling can be a great experience no matter what type you decide to do. But I want an individual to know about you because of unschooling and you have been doing it for a decade. And you apparently, you know what you're doing because it's been 10 years. (laughs) One day at a time. Yeah. One day at a time. So with all that, Yvonne, I want to thank you so much for coming on and kicking off our unschooling with excellence. Day one, talking about unschooling. Thank and, you. And um, stand by. All right. you are getting ready to go to a commercial break, everyone. So thank you, Yvonne, for popping on and sharing your amazing journey. Remember, you can get in contact with her. Let me pop up her website again, foreverunschooled.com. And yes. that is one word, together. Right. together, right. not separated.
4: <laughs> not separated, Forever Unschooled, because... We're forever unschooled. I'm always going to be unschooled. I'm always learning. I'm always gonna be motivated intrinsically to learn. And that's what I see with my children. Even with my 24 year old, she has started multiple businesses just as they did when they were children. Once they got pulled out of school, they became business owners, motivational speakers, paid, Workshop facilitators and so much more, and they still are. My 17 year old is getting ready to relaunch a business that she had when she was a child, much younger, and she's about to launch a new business in addition. So that's
0: what I'm talking about forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna look forward to seeing you a little later on in this okay. event. And um, thank you again for popping on and sharing your amazingness with us and helping individuals who want to take the unschooling journey route. They Mm -hmm. know where they can talk, who they can talk to and the coach for them. So thank you, Yvonne. See you later. All right, you guys, I am so happy that we had Yvonne on because Yvonne just really opened up a whole new world of what unschooling is, what it isn't and how the journey evolves over time and how it's really, truly interest-led learning. So for those of you who never heard of unschooling Um, now you know a whole lot more. And if you need to know more than that, I encourage you to get in contact with our amazing Yvonne. So on that note, we're gonna take a small commercial break and we'll be back in a
2: moment. And then she says, do you have any kids? I said, no, I don't have any kids. She then asked me if I was married. And then I said, no, ma'am, I am not married. She says, how old are you? I said 19, may I help you find something? she then says you are the most beautiful girl i have seen and i said oh thank you and then she says i think you could be the next miss usa i'm in the army okay we don't do pageants in the army (laughs) she then asked me to meet her at starbucks the very next day before my next shift at target and apparently i was a pretty open-minded 19 year old because i actually agreed to meet her the very next day the next day she brought this foot tall stack of pageant books And proceeds to convince me to enter into a state pageant so three months later I compete in my first pageant and I lose I go back the second year compete in the state pageant I lose go back the third year compete in the state pageant and lose go back the fourth year compete in the same pageant and lose I go back the fifth year, y'all. <laughs> Compete in the state pageant and lose. But guess what? I go back the sixth year. Guess what happens? I lose. <laughs> I call her on the phone and said, you told me I could be the next Miss USA. And she says, Deshauna, keep working, keep working. Don't quit. Keep going back. And in June of 2015, she passes away from leukemia. Six months later, in December 2015, I win Miss District of Columbia, USA. And Six months after that, in June of 2016, I become the first soldier to win Miss USA. At times, our purpose drops in our laps as if the heavens threw it by accident. I ask only one thing of you all today after you leave this building. Do not fear failure. But please be terrified of regret. Giving up is the birth of regret. After you walk out this door, you will receive a hundred doors shut, slam in your face. You will have a hundred moments that will be filled with someone telling you no, or telling you, thank you for your application, but we regret to inform you that we've chosen a different candidate for this job. You will sit in a hundred different interviews and you will not get the job. The reality of life is that we will all hear more no's than we hear yeses, And we will fail a lot, and I mean a whole lot. But what I ask of you today is to not take no for an answer. Don't be afraid of no's. Be afraid of the possibility of a yes that you have prematurely destroyed because you decided to quit before the clock strikes 12. I love a good no. Please tell me no. Telling me no is like adding fuel to a fire that is now set ablaze because of your single no. So today I challenge you to fight, to work, to not stop here, to believe so heavily in your aspirations that you too will not fear the word no, but instead you will choose to welcome it.
0: And we are back. So I played this video so that you can see that... Failure is not a bad thing. It's a, teaching, a teachable moment for you. And as you saw with her story, she didn't get yes from the beginning. She had to keep on persevering. She had to keep on going so that she can obtain that yes. And in life, you have ups and downs. I want you to know whether it's homeschooling, whether it's business, whether it's your personal life, whatever the case may be, you can overcome. You can be successful and do whatever you want to do. Just put your mind to it and take, I can't out of the equation and say, I can, and I will figure it out. And I am going to be successful regardless of what you plan on doing in life. She is a great example of what consistency looks like. I mean, she had to do it for like six <laughs> six years. But out of all of that, she ended up getting or achieving what she wanted to achieve. So on that note, I have two amazing sponsors because all of this cannot take place without the assistance and the support of local businesses. You know, me with my business, Heal the Honeypot and also Homeschooling Oils. I have some amazing individual business owners who not only support me with sharing my content, sharing my website, but they also support in monetary donations. And these two businesses are two of which that sponsored our Homeschooling with Excellence event. So you need to thank them. (laughs) All right. So they sponsored this event. And I want you to know these powerful queens. Yes. These powerful queens and they're going to share with you about their businesses and they are in education. So they understand the power of knowing how to do something, and they facilitate a way to it can debuff and ease up your frustration and your stress because one of them have a tutoring business and the other one has some other things. Okay, so don't let me see. Let me just stop talking. Let me just bring them on. Let me just bring them on. First up, we're gonna bring up the amazing, yes, we're gonna bring up the amazing Kiana. She provides tutoring services, a learning made fun. Basics.com. And I hope I did that right. If not, she going to straighten it up for me. <laughs> let me add
5: her in. Hey, Queen, how are you? Hi, I'm doing amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here tonight. Oh, um, I'm so
0: happy to have you here. Just go ahead. I'm going to let you have the floor. I want you to share with everyone what you are doing. I love what you're doing and we definitely need you right now. <laughs> so let me go ahead and get out the way and let you go ahead and share all your amazingness with your business. Thank you so much for coming on today, Kiana. Of course. Thank
5: you. Um, so for, hi, everybody. Um, my name is Kiana Mensa, and I am the owner and founder of Back to the Basics Tutoring. Um, what we do is we we help children close the achievement gaps Um, in their academic success, whether that be homeschooling, whether that be traditional school, public school. um, But we work with our children and use a different modernized approach um, to help our children. So we use gangs technology, free play, and free movement to do our tutoring. Um, We understand that everybody learns different, right? But every child deserves to learn. Um, So I am a native born, um, born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, um, where we currently reside in Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Um, And what, what made me start this business was the fact that I'm seeing so many children, especially Black children, who are struggling um, with their education, and there's not really much that's being done about it. So when I learned that many children learn different, I I decided to go ahead and help embark on that and help them learn at the pace that's right for them. Um, So Every child has the ability to learn something. Right. Even if they have different learning abilities, they have the ability to learn something. Right. And so because they have that ability. Right. Then we need to teach according to how they learn. So we cater to children that have special needs. Um, as well as children who um, have different abilities. We use different approaches, including um, for kinesthetic learners, um, for audio learner, and for vision learners as well. And we have some children that kind of embark on more than one of those learning styles as well. And we work with that. Um, We provide tutoring in reading, mathematics, um, Spanish, American Sign Language, um, in history. Um, and we tutor from grades K through 12. Um, and we also have um, on our on our staff, we have a amazing, amazing woman. Her name is Cecilia, who is of the deaf and hard of hearing community, who is available to tutor um, deaf and hard of hearing children as well. Um, and then we have some other people that are on our team as well that have mathematics they've spent their time in Spain, different things like that. So what we do is we come and we, we learn about your child's learning style. We want to learn who your child is and what they need, right? Because we want to make sure that we're teaching according to their needs, not just according to what the curriculum one thing says, but how does your child learn? Um, how does your child learn? Does your child learn more by playing? Does your child learn more by, um, you know, scribbling? Does they learn more by moving around? What is their style? Um, and so we cater to your child's style so that we can make sure that they are learning the most that they could learn. Um um, one of the best things that we love about our tutoring is that we have helped a plethora of children first be confident in who they are, be confident in what they can learn, right? And be confident in what they actually have already and use those skills to be even better than what they started out and how they're going to be, um, One of the other things that we love the most about our tutoring is that we see the hope restored in the children, especially when they're having a hard time. Um, So as for homeschooling, um, a lot of the times people homeschool and they have a lot on their plate, like they're trying to do different curriculums. And so we would love to be able to help you um, be able to help you to alleviate some of that pressure, right? So if you have a curriculum, you're like, I'm not too sure I'm too good in that. Let us be the one to help you do that so that we can alleviate some pressure so you can be great and do whatever it is that you need to do while we're helping you um, educate your child. Um, and so Miss, Miss Miss Tina, Coach Tina here had the um, had the ability to invite us to come and share our story with you. Um, we're very passionate about helping children because every, like I said before, every child deserves to learn. Um, I um, want to just kind of correct some of the things on the flyer. Um, our website actually is www.backtothebasicstutoring.org. Um, And on our Facebook, um, you can find us at learningmadefun.basics, as well as on Instagram, you can find us at learningmadefun.basics. So feel free to check us out. um, And I'm excited to get to know each and every one of you. Um, Feel free to... Reach out if you have any questions or if you just want to learn more about it. One of the best plans that we have right now is a coupon where you buy three um, sessions, you get two free. Um, So that gives you an opportunity to to give us a try, see what our our style is like and how it fits your family without any commitment uh, right away. Um, So I'm excited to meet all of you. Um, If you have any questions, definitely reach out.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Kiana. I, am, I apologize for the fly child. I mean, it's so many amazing Business owners in here, and they have multiple businesses that they're doing. So keeping it all straight. Oh my girl. But anyway, so make sure that you get in contact. I actually have her information that um she actually sent to me. So when you look in the description of this video, you'll be able to click. I made it real easy for you to connect with all of my amazing sponsors and also panelist speakers. You can just simply click the link up under their name and be able to be a- be able to be connected with them. One thing that I absolutely love about what you said, whether you are a homeschooler or whether you are a public schooler, is that you help, basically you help frustrated parents (laughs) be able to um, have some peace, pretty much peace of mind and ease some stress. So as I was listening, I was like, okay, this is one of the most stressful periods in history. And whether we realize it or not, we're living through it. So what we're going through right now is going to be something that's going to be in history books that our grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grand- going to be learning about. And we we're like, "Well, we lived through that <laughs> through this this era." And so what I like is that what you facilitate that you can be able to even if they don't live in your area, you can facilitate virtual um, cool. learning, right? Yes, and, that's Okay, so no excuses you like well i don't live you don't need to live over there you're connected by the wide web mm-hmm. and you can go ahead and get the services that you need for your children and this could be something that can go up under your self care as a parent especially That's if right. you're juggling multiple things and this could be something that you can it, it's always good to delegate when necessary you you don't have to do everything and you don't have to be perfect cuz no one's perfect can, um in everything. It's okay to delegate to qualified individuals. And this is one instance where if you're having trouble, you're up at night, you stressed, hair <laughs> falling out,
6: hair yes. falling out, yes.
0: you mad fussing at the kids, the kids upset. But you they do, cry God, and you no. like what
5: is two plus two i, I know. no i taught you this last what week, is but... it <laughs> <laughs> so definitely like give up you know we want to be here for you we want to alleviate that stress because this is a stressful time for the whole nation for the world to be honest um and and so well, let us alleviate some of that stress. So that you can go in the back and, you know, run a bubble bath while we sit in our session or, or you know, fix you some dinner. But allow, allow us to help you with that, because that's exactly and what we do. And we're good at it. Trust me.
0: Um, Listen, I already saw the reviews. Trust and <laughs> believe. I can't validate, honey. Listen, I saw the reviews. You need to if you have in trouble. Don't No more excuses. You can get in contact with her because she has these amazing tutoring services and it'll give you a peace of mind. It's okay. Treat yourself to a peace of mind and an hour break, child. It's no wrong in getting an hour break and having somebody else that's qualified to do what you need done in your absence. That could be your time to get yourself together to, <laughs> so that you can be able to come back and teach your children the rest of the things that you're actually really good at. Um, with all um, that
5: said, Miss Tina. Mm-hmm. I just want to mention as well. I know that we talked about special needs, um, and I just want to kind of elaborate on that really quick. Um, okay, so, right. some of the children that we have experience working with, um, we have, like I mentioned earlier, we work with children who have special needs, such as um, deaf and hard of hearing. We work with some kids that have autism. Uh, We've worked with children that have some visual impairments, um, from convergence insufficiency to dyslexia. Um, to different strategies like that. Um, and then we are, you know, we work to make sure that our kids move on, even though they may be behind or they're gifted. We work with them on all different levels so that we can make sure that they are whole and we're preparing them for future um, education, future employment, and independent living.
0: I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So as you can see, um, She facilitates a business that can help your children, whether they're gifted or talented or whether they fall in what I like to call the learning difference category, Um, ADD, ADHD, um, dyslexia, learning differences, um, developmental delay. Another thing I heard that she said is how they work with your child at their own pace. Let me tell you something. That is one important facet of the learning process, because just because your child's 13 does not mean your child on that level in every subject. We have different variations. Some children are more advanced on certain subjects at a younger age, and then they're a little bit behind on other subjects. And I love the fact that you work with them and you approach them at their level and help them be great on and build upon um, what they already know. And so she pretty much have you covered around the whole spectrum of learning and learning styles, learning differences, special needs, whatever you want to call it, she has you covered.
5: Yes, and it's not even just that. We have had... Kids that are in eighth grade, that are on a first grade reading level, Um, we do it all because we want to make sure that even though your child is developmentally at this age, right? We want to meet them where they're at and bring them forward.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show and coming on our Homeschooling with Excellence event. And also a special shout out and thank you for being one of our Homeschooling with Excellence sponsors. Because remember, you guys, this event was free to you, but it wasn't free for us. (laughs) (laughs) So I really appreciate when business owners, as you and our amazing next business um, spotlight, was able to take that burden off of me, so that we can make this event come to place. And so I appreciate you. And let me tell you something, child. Y'all see all these beautiful sisters working together. We can do it, okay? We can do it. We can do it. We can make some things happen, honey. But anyway, let me not get on y'all today. <laughs> So I am going to get ready to um, go. Thank you so much for that. And I'm going to bring on our next amazing business spotlight, the amazing Dominique, our other sponsor for our event. So stick around and we'll see you a little bit later, Kiana. Thank you so much for being here. Okay. Bye. All right. So we have our next sponsor and I hope... Lord, I hope I got your flower right. Let me see, girl. <laughs> yes, you
7: definitely did. Thank you so much for having Yes, I got one right.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. With all of that. This is the amazing Dominique. She has an amazing educational business, which I am going to let her explain to you because she also has some amazing things that's going on. I saw, girl, I saw. And I want you to be able to tell them how they can get connected with you. And thank you again for being one of our amazing business sponsors for our amazing Homeschooling
7: Excellence Excellence event. And I'm going to let you take the floor. I'm going to move on out. Thank you. So um, I am the CEO and founder of Barbella Education. Um, Barbella Education was designed to enhance the quality of education in urban communities. Um, I spent the last 11 years working as a teacher and instructional coach for public and charter schools and realized there was a huge disconnect between schools and parents. And my goal was to try to bridge that gap. Um, I was bridging that gap from literally nine to five working as a classroom teacher, but there was still more that was needed additionally on the weekends and after five. So I decided to launch Barbella Education to provide um, instructional learning materials, products and services to parents in public schools, as well as homeschooling parents just to support them along their curriculum and learning journey. When COVID-19 happened, I had to make the executive decision to change the focus of my business to not only support public school parents, but to provide a service and a product to homeschooling and public schooling families. Um, Once I sat with my team and we kind of figured out what direction we wanted to go, we decided to bridge in homeschooling families. How can we provide our expertise and curriculum and learning and instruction to homeschooling families to make sure their learning environment is successful Um, not only when it comes to the environment and the structure, but also what type of learners do they have in their homes? We know our children as children, but do we exactly know what type of learner they are? So our goal was to kind of work with homeschooling families to support them in that journey. And one thing that we decided to do was hire homeschooling families. So I'm really excited to say that Verbella Education is an organization that has both educators and homeschooling parents on our staff that can basically support you with your educational journey in many ways. And I'm here to tell you today about those ways. So one of the things that we provide is homeschooling consultations um, in a twofold process. Basically our first consultation includes you learning what homeschooling looks like from the curriculum and learning aspect. Rather, you are following the traditional learning and educational standards, or you are creating your own structure of what homeschooling should be. We are there to support you with that journey. Um, also, to using resources like Teachers, Pay Teachers, and online websites that will actually help you provide material without you having to create it. Yourself. We support you with choosing the right quality material as well as helping you to develop your own and customizing some of those resources and materials. Um, Our second consultation service includes um, what we kind of like to call a 101 and 201. Our 201 is more for those veteran homeschooling families that's been saying, okay, this is my structure I've been following for X amount of years. I'm noticing my child is learning, but. So we are there to take that butt out and help you figure out what's missing. What other educational resources and services do you need to supplement and include? Whether that's technology, whether that's uh, developing virtual field trips or using your community as a platform to create your own field trips. So we provide those two services to homeschooling families currently. In addition to our services, we have learning products. So one of our popular products that we have right now is our acrylic boards. Um, this is just an example of our learning how to write in cursive acrylic board. Basically, when you purchase this board, you get a marker, an eraser, and this is just a learning resource for your learner to use to kind of rebuild their skills and learn in cursive. We also have our... So if you have any preschoolers any early learners that you want them to practice the formation of letters, or just identifying their letters, this is a great resource for that. Um, We also have some acrylic boards that include shapes and um, we provide you with different play-doh and clay materials that helps you actually create the actual shape so your child can make the connection um, in addition to a board that helps them write and trace numbers. So we, um, our goal is to basically provide these products to families to use as a learning resource. Um, we spend a lot of time with homeschooling families and explaining to them that you don't always have to have a curriculum that looks like a student workbook, a parent manual, teacher manual, Um, although some homeschooling families prefer that, however, your learner may not learn that way. So we wanna provide a multitude of resources and products that families can have choice in what they choose for their learner. Um, In addition to our products, we also are launching our virtual classes, which I am really excited about. Um, The second week of December, we will be offering nutrition classes for um, students between the ages of seven and 12, where they're learning about healthy eating habits, they'll be creating recipes, engaging in products with uh, nutritionists, um, as well as yoga. There will be yoga classes taking place with a licensed yoga instruction, who's um, really gonna lead our students into mindfulness and um, just how to release and how to use yoga as a platform to build the social emotional learning platform for children. In addition to that, we'll be hosting some preschool circle time, which will be led by homeschooling moms that I'm really also excited about. So um, again, we're just trying to provide different services and platforms for families during this COVID-19 time, in addition to what's offered out here um, from public school and homeschooling settings. The other thing that I wanted to mention, um, we are having our launch relaunch party on December 1st. You will find the link for that on our website, which I'll mention Um, shortly. But during our launch party, we are going to talk about something that I'm really excited about that we are able to bring to Black and Brown and Latino girls is our Burbella Scouts. So this is going to be our version of what the Girl Scouts is, but for Black and Brown and Latino girls, Um, there are going to be so many ways that girls are going to earn badges, different um, executives and professionals that they're going to engage with and learn different self-care and self-wellness strategies. They're going to be doing assignments and projects within their community that's not only going to help them prepare for college and doing community service, but also to build their self-confidence and build up leaders and our young woman to continue the work that we are starting in our platform. So I'm really excited to be an educational organization offering that service. And you can learn more about that um, if you attend our launch party, which will be virtual on December 1st. You can log onto our website, www.verbellaeducation.com to learn more about our classes, our programs, products, and our launch party. In addition to that, um, we have a homeschooling Facebook group where, a lot of homeschooling families and educators come together and provide free resources. Um, In addition to those free resources, there are some opportunities for you to get discounted prices on curriculums, workbooks, um, free science projects are uploaded, different files, different schedules, lesson plan templates. So once you log on to our website, you will be able to get access to our Curriculum and Learning Facebook group where you'll be able to pull any material you need, ask any curriculum and learning material related questions and just collaborate with other like-minded individuals.
0: Thank you so much, Dominique, for sharing. We need to talk afterwards, this girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but um, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I really like how um, you had your product, you actually gave us a visual because, you know, sometimes we can say something but when we see it, it makes a better a better impact and that you're bringing back the art of cursive writing because many yes. of us have dropped cursive writing a long time ago. Um, I haven't but <laughs> I'm so glad you have something for the girls, um, for children in general and I also like how you are actually implementing your own your own like girl slash empowerment slash in- insightful collaboration for girls, uh, of black and brown girls to be able to do something positive and just helping them to achieve. So I love that. I love that. I do a lot of volunteer work along with some other work and stuff and teach classes as regards to that. So I know how important it is to teach our girls young, to teach yes. our girls young so they can avoid some of the pitfalls we have endured from not having those conversations, those healthy conversations. So thank you, thank you so much for not only coming on today explaining your amazing business, but also coming and supporting our homeschooling with excellent event. Like I said before, it's free to y'all, but it wasn't free to me or nobody, you know, we needed some, some overhead. <laughs> And these amazing business owners, female black owned business owners, they provided that for all of us so that you can have this amazing event on this three day weekend. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for those of you who did not hear, please repeat how they can get in
7: contact with you, Dominique. So um, there are multiple ways you can contact us, but the best way to reach us is our website, um, www.berbrellaeducation.com. You can also follow us on Instagram to stay updated with our products, services, and much more. Our Instagram is at berbrella underscore education, and there you'll get access to our link tree where um, you can find all our website links for everything. Amazing. So
0: I actually have some of her links in the description of this video. Um, It's the same on every platform that we're on and just click it and you'll be able to connect with her and her business along with our other sponsors and any of our speakers that's gonna be on our three day event. I want you to connect with these ladies. Um, We do have a guy too. We have a a father. (laughs) He's gonna be on later this weekend. So connect with them. They know what they're doing. We know what we're doing. And we're here in order to assist you on whatever it is that you need in order to ease the stress and frustration that can come along when you don't really understand how to homeschool. And so this was made with you in mind. So with that, Dominique, thank you so much for coming on. And I'll see you later. Bye. Okay. Okay. All right, so with that, we're gonna take a small commercial break. We're so happy and so thankful for our female Black-owned business sponsors of our event. And we are going to be back in a moment. (music) Oh, 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 oh Oh, <music> We are back to our Homeschooling with Excellence Roundtable event featuring some of the best of the best homeschoolers, I feel like, in the United States. Well, yeah. United States because I was trying to think if was anyone international, but we are all in the 50 states. But anyway, um, and I am just so happy that all of these amazing women and also we have an amazing father as well, along with our business sponsors that have locked arms with me in order to bring you one of the best events in regards to having diversity within our homeschool because it's a lot of different types of homeschoolers. And I want you to have a little bit of everything. Our next speaker is super duper amazing because of the fact that she's doing it a different way. But before I go into that, guess what? Guess what? (gasps) We have a surprise giveaway. Boom, baby. You think I'm just doing stuff for something? Mm Mm-mm, for nothing. mm Mm-mm. If you have not heard of Black365.com, let me pop up pop it up on the screen. This is Black365.com. The founder is Mr. Jamal Brown. He has been in business for 12 years and he has Black365. What does that mean? That means having Black history 365 days a year, honey. And the calendar is amazing. Every day for those of you who want to teach Black history, but you don't want to have to buy all the books or you don't want to plan it. They have it all mapped out for you every single day of the year. It has an amazing Black history fact that you may not know anything about. And of course, if your children is older, you can actually do deep dive into deeper information on these on these different facets. It has some amazing information. And what I particularly love about this company is that Black 365 is actually supporting, and let me find it for you right quick. An amazing, our amazing doctor, Dr. Green. If you don't know who she is, you need to find learn about her. Why? It's because she is an amazing Black doctor who is trying her best to eradicate cancer, and she is almost on a breakthrough. Yes, that's what I said. She is on the verge of a breakthrough. And what stopped her was that she got into a third preliminary and it was a lack of funding that has stopped her from keep on going. Well, Black365.com not only is supporting her, but every time you actually buy a calendar from them, they are donating 10% of the proceeds in order to help her continue to work on cancer. She is making some, oh my goodness, look her up. She she's making some great bounds, some great leaps in regards to cancer and how to get rid of it. All right. And I'm very appreciative to this company for not only providing this giveaway, but also um, supporting her as well. And guess what? They take it another step farther. If, not if, When you purchase this, you use HS Oils and you, my dear men and women, you'll get 10% off this calendar. Yeah. They're going to give you 10% off plus donate 10% because you purchased the calendar. I mean, come on now. It's a win-win situation. They not only have calendars, they have books. They have a sale going on right now. They even have a Latino calendar as well that teach you Latina history, 365 days out of the year. And they have have flashcards. Let me show you. They have a variety of different flashcards. They have Hispanic flashcard history, has black history cards. This is where he'll focus on quotations from some amazing black um, authors and individuals in history. Also has STEM. He has athletes. And he also has black history icons from A to Z. So he has a little bit of everything for you in regards to black history on the positive note and how when you support his business, you're actually supporting Dr. Green in order to help her continue her work on being able to eradicate cancer. And he's going a step further And during this time, giving you 10% off if you use the code HSOILS, use the code HSOILS. So I am super excited to have on our next amazing homeschooling parent. She's a trailblazer in regards to homeschooling and how she actually is facilitating everything. Like, let me just pop up on the screen and Lord, I hope I got this one right. (laughs) She, she is the beautiful Marissa, and she has pender education. Of course, I cut it short because she is a little bit more than just pender education. She has an academy. She also has, let me just read all of this for you. She is marcia pender she is a homeschooling mom of three she has a daughter attending a five-year architectural program um she is in a two-year college and her daughter is in ninth grade who is in the entertainment business and a seventh grader who is a boy and he is he is his first degree black belt in taiwan Don't let me say that again he's in seventh grade and he is a first degree black belt in Taiwan though, that means don't mess with him because he know what he doing. (laughs) She also been married for 13 years and she has homeschooled all her children since 2009. She currently tutors children in the black community that needs help during this pandemic. She offers homeschool counseling for black families who want to know how to homeschool. And she has also been homeschooling another family alongside with her kids for the past three years. She loves to read. She educates herself on all things dealing with African or African-American history. And one day our amazing queen plans to open a private school in her local community for black families who desire an afro-centered focus in their children's education yes without further ado we are bringing on our queen yes marcia and i, I tell you child when you when that school comes, now you know you gotta send me that link you gotta send me that link
4: i will do so, that.
0: I am so excited to have you on because you are different in a good way. Let me tell you why. Now, are you homeschooling and you homeschool a child out of high school, but you're homeschool alongside other families. And see, a lot of people ask the question, can I homeschool? Can I homeschool alongside family? Well, it's a person who has this experience and three years of it. So without further ado, go ahead and take the floor. Thank you so much for being one of our honorary features panelists for today.
1: Well, thank you so much for inviting me to speak at your event. Um, I wanted to say that, I yes, I have been homeschooling since 2009 and much like the uh, other speaker, uh, my oldest did desire to go back to school for a very brief period of time. Um, she is my most self-conscious child, and so me telling her she's smart and you know doing school at home um, she needed to know for sure that she was um, where she thought she needed to be compared to other kids, her age and her peer group. so she decided to go back to school um in seventh grade and so she we are a commitment type of family. And I did tell her if she decided to do that, that she would have to commit to finishing her middle school years um, at this school in order to really, I think, appropriately gauge um, and get out of it what she needed to get out of it. Because I don't like wishy-washiness where if we're gonna do something, we're gonna commit to doing it. So although you can change your mind, it will come after a period of time of commitment. Um, And so they know when they make decisions, Um, in my home, that there's a level of commitment that they have to be, um, that has to be when they make that decision. And so she decided to go back to school. Um, So she finished out her middle school years and she wanted to do a year of high school. And she did that. And by the end of ninth grade, she was over it. And she was like, well, you know, um, you were right. Um, I don't think I need to have eight hours of homework in order to, um, because that's what she was doing when she was in high school. Um, She would come home at four and sometimes wouldn't be finished to one or two o'clock at night. There was no social life. There was no extracurricular activities. There was no family time. There was no vacation. And she was completely over that. She got burnt out. Um, Her creativity was squashed and um, trying to be honestly trying to be black and a very confident uh, black woman, um, a young lady. In where we live is a predominantly white area is just not conducive to um, where we live. And um, she had no desire to participate and base her friendships off of what shoes people had on, who was cool, what you're watching, you know, where you're going, where you vacation, she had no desire to do all that. And so she decided to come home and finish her high school years at home. Um, it was sketchy because we are the only homeschooling through high school black family that we knew. I did do a really good job with trying to form a tribe, as I called it, centered around my children of other black homeschool families, whether they lived here or didn't. Um, I've always been virtually doing things um, for my children because in order to sometimes find black people who homeschool, you have to go outside of your area because um, just not a lot of us do it. in clusters unless you live in a, a predominantly black area like in Atlanta or Charlotte, or you know, a place where there are a lot of black people who happen to homeschool, but I do not. And so I still desire for my kids to get with black kids. So I would schedule things with other black families and say, hey, let's hop on this Skype. Let's get our kids together. Let them read this book together. Let them have a discussion. Let's do an art project together. Let's do this expire, uh, experiment together. When Facebook live, went, Facebook live, I was a habitual offender with, hey, let's put these kids in a group and we are gonna do a Facebook Live. So um, when she came home, um, I decided to, we were just gonna have to wing it, honestly, cause I had no clue how to handle um, graduating her from high school. And frankly, the white people that I knew were not willingly helpful. Um, it was very clear that they had no desire to help me figure out how to successfully graduate my child from high school. And then I understood and and, and understood that there was a clear um, agenda that was going on, that my kid dared to be great and be black and be great. And so um, I did not get the support from any of the white homeschoolers that were currently and had already um, graduated children from high school through homeschooling. And then I knew no black people who had done it. So I vowed to myself, if I could figure out how to do this, that I would not hoard the information and I would not hoard my talent and the skill if I could successfully. And what I mean by success means um, what my kid desired for her career or for whatever her trajectory was gonna be. After high school, I did not want her to have to compromise. I did not want her to have to beg. I did not want her to have to scrape the bottom of the barrel and just take whatever she could get in order to, you know, either get into the schools that she wanted to get into. I wanted her to go to the school she wanted to go to. And we were going to work towards that goal. And so um I did that. I wrote everything down as much as I could. I tried to keep good accurate notes. I I mentioned the failures (laughs) that I went through and a lot of the wins. And uh, we just tried to focus on our wins and I'm not gonna say it was easy. We battled, she questioned herself, wondering if she made the right decision about coming home. We had no clue if this was gonna work. But what I told her is if she had faith in the most high, she had faith in her mom that she would listen to him that we were going to, she was going to end up where she needed to be, wherever that was. But I'm going to tell you, sometimes I kept wondering if we were going to make it. So, um, so she, um, we went through those, those three, four years of school and gosh, no senior year got here and we started, you know applying to those schools she ended up applying to 22 schools because we weren't sure what schools were looking for we weren't sure if if colleges were homeschool friendly because we just didn't know anyone um, that would give us the feedback that we needed so we didn't apply to 22 schools trying to like do the most um we applied to 22 schools to just ensure that she had some options because we frankly weren't confident in what the process would be um and out of those 22 schools she got into 20 and I mean, she applied to schools like Rice University because she wanted to go to architecture school. Um, Rice University is, um, at the time, it was number it was the number one school in the country for architecture. Um, she applied to the University of Miami. She applied to Tulane University. At the time, was eighth in the country for um, for architecture. She applied to NYIT and Pratt University, some of the top art schools in the country. Um, she applied to uh, Notre Dame. Um, has a really, really top. Um, architecture school. And um, so she applied to all those schools. Uh, Howard, she she got into Howard as well. And initially she was going to go to Howard, but they didn't quite come up off all the money that she would have desired. So she chose to not go there. Um, but her top choice school was Tulane um, because she does desire a smaller campus. Uh, she did not have a desire to go to a campus that had over 40,000 students in it. Um, she wanted a smaller program where there was a lot of money, but not a lot of kids in the program, so that way that money was was a lot and could be utilized amongst the program so that way she had uh, research opportunities and travel opportunities and um uh, like being exposed to uh, like three d printers and and the top cutting machines and stuff like that so um she decided to go to Tulane and she got in as an early decision pick um and that year she actually was the only um in state, um, she was the only, let me see. Okay, um, she was the only uh, black child, actually a boy or girl, the incoming freshman class of her year. They picked, I believe it was 80 students. 80 students and she was the only little chocolate drop in the United States. Um, and they did pick a Jamaican girl that came from Jamaica and they were the only two um, incoming freshmen for her year. And I'm sure they are not the only two black kids that applied. And so that was quite sad. But at the same time, that just goes to show you that being homeschooled or not homeschooled is not the problem. Is, are they committed? Do they have the, the know-how? Um, she had to submit an art portfolio that we had no clue we had to submit. And that is one thing that I would say if you're going to home through high, through high school, uh, very early on, I would suggest that you research, probably say your kids' top five schools and figure out what the program is gonna require in order to get into the program because every single architecture school that we applied to required an art portfolio. And so um, that would have been helpful to know because she had to begrudgingly and a lot through a lot of stress, um, she applied about a month before the deadline for early decision is always really early. It's like in October. And so we started applying in like late August, So September, she had to work, work, work on a ton of art stuff to pick out what she was going to submit. And most portfolios need between 10 and 15 different mediums um, to showcase. And you do not want to be trying to do that in 20 days. That's just almost impossible. But she got it done. And her portfolio um, and her grades and her SAT scores um, got her in to the school that she desired to get into as well as some other ones with merit aid well over a million dollars. So she got to choose where she went to school. Um, so right now she is currently attending school, her top choice school. She got in no problem. And now she just has to maintain staying there and uh, keeping the aid that they gave her. Um, so some of the, the things that I would encourage you to do as a, a parent. um. Who's going to choose to homeschool through high school? These are the things I wish I would have known. Number one, what you needed to do to get into high to college. Like I'm just thinking we need to get through high school and whatever we do will be suffice. Some schools have certain requirements. Some have requirements that your state doesn't require. Like there were some schools that don't require a foreign language. And so if you're going to try to apply to that school and your school doesn't require that then maybe there's no need to focus on that. Maybe they want extra science classes and extra math and stuff like that. So um, you might want to focus more on those. Um, I had to throw in an extra math because she started um, wanting to apply to like Notre Dame. And I believe we applied to Harvard because they had a really good uh, oh, no, Cornell, it was Cornell. Cornell has one of the top architecture is one of the top architecture schools in the country. And so they are considered an Ivy League, and the Ivy Leagues all require advanced mathematics and an advanced science. So that wasn't part of our plan. So senior year, we threw in physics and we threw in um, calculus. Now she is a math and science girl. So for her, that was not hard to do, but if your kid is not a math and science kid and they need that extra science or math, that's something you want to prepare for. Um, even if they're not good at it, if they're going to try to get into an Ivy league school, they're going to need to be competitive, uh, a fifth, uh, excuse me, a fourth math and a fourth science. That's just something you should assume that you need. And, um, And yeah, that foreign language for them as well. But there were some schools that didn't need it. And some schools didn't require an SAT. Others did. Some required an essay. Some didn't. And so focusing on your writing skills in high school is going to be really important, because even if some schools don't require an essay, your scholarships may and. Scholarships are important because when you go to a school that's tens of thousands of dollars, every dollar counts. And so my daughter is pretty much going to graduate debt free because tuition also goes up every year. You do need to understand that. And that is out of your control. Um, Do not expect the tuition rate to stay the same. When my daughter started at Tulane last year, it was about seventy five thousand dollars a year this year it went up to $82,000 a year. So I expect it next year to probably be $85,000 a year. And so for her um the first year out of that 75, they covered 72 of it. So we only had to come up with um another $3,000. Uh this year out of the 82, they came off of uh 78. So we had to come up with a fourth, you know, $4,000. And so Though that's not a lot of debt, you know, most kids would be like, "Woo! I wish I only had $4,000 worth of, you know, um, college debt. I mean, debt is still debt. And my daughter wants to not have to pay any more than she needs to. So guess what? Those $4,000 can and should be paid for by outside scholarships. If you can, that way you can graduate completely debt free. So. That's the goal, so start looking for and scouting out your scholarships ahead of time so that way you don't miss deadlines because there are really good scholarships out there that if you miss the deadline, then you miss the deadline. And that's an opportunity at some money. So focus on your writing skills so that your essays can be competitive enough to be considered for scholarship opportunities. Even if you don't wanna be a writer or even if you don't necessarily have to write an essay for the SAT or write an essay to get into college, most scholarships require require an essay. So you're going to need to be able to write something and make it coherent and moving. So you're going to have to learn how to write with description and make people feel something because it's less about what you said. It's more about how they felt after they read it. That's so you got to learn how to write with some impact. Um, the second um, the third thing I would say is I wish someone had told me to not teach her everything. so yes we are homeschooling our kids through high school but guess what most colleges want a teacher recommendation but what i didn't know was that my role honestly that the most important role i needed to act for her through her high school years was her guidance counselor so when you apply to school you have to have a guidance counselor sort of recommendation your guidance counselor submits all your stuff your guidance counselor is able to approve if, if say if um, you are a uh, you need you have financial need as, as a as a family. Say maybe you're lower income, as a lower income family. As her guidance counselor, you can put that you can't afford it, um, and that your kids can't pay for all these college applications. College applications are expensive. Um, the highest college ap- application that my daughter had to fill out was $120, and so if you know, and I think on the lower end they're around 50. So you got to think over each application. That's how much you're paying for each application. So there are literally families out there that cannot afford to do that. And so if you can get um, a, uh, I went down to my local high school and I did get a fee waiver for the SAT at the time my husband was out of work. And so I went down and got an SAT uh, fee waiver um, and she was able to take the SAT without paying the fee for it. But what came with that was she got to apply to eight colleges for free. So we took that. Now, my husband did become employed later, but we went ahead and took that free SAT because, I mean, the the free uh, applications because you got to um, apply for free to to eight schools because of that fee waiver. But you can only do that as the guidance counselor. So if you are going to be acting as her teacher, you can't get that kind of stuff. Um, But if you're not going to act as her teacher, guess what else you can't do? You can't submit a teacher recommendation. So you can't be both. You can't be both the guidance counselor recommendation. And the teacher recommendation, they won't allow it. So if you're going to be the guidance counselor, who's going to be the teacher recommendation? So the only way that you could do that is if you allow someone at some point in time during their high school years teach your kid a a subject, um, and you can barter. I bartered with someone to do that. Um, and I you know, I taught her kids in something in middle school and for high school she you know taught my kid a particular subject and then we um and then we were able to and then we were able to um exchange that teacher recommendation so she gave me the teacher recommendation that i desperately needed for my kid to have to get into college and i wish i just would have known that because then i could have just arranged appropriately and not felt like i was flying in the wind because that is very scary feeling to feel like oh my gosh oh my gosh what am I going to do my kid needs this teacher recommendation and I'm an ethical person I'm not going to just lie of course people could lie and say hey write me a teacher recommendation I don't feel good about that and that's also teaching my kid to to lie and so we wanted to do it the right way and so we got one of her previous teachers who had taught her subject like I said we had bartered on something and so thank God I had done that. And that way we're able to press through. Um. So some of the other advice I would also say is to be intentional, be very intentional, especially through your high school years, what you do. And I would also say somewhat in middle school, because middle school really is just kind of like high school prep. OK, you are prepping for high school. You can even take high school classes in middle school, which my oldest did do, which made her high school life a lot easier because she had already taken some previous classes in middle school, as well as doing dual, some dual enrollment classes as well her senior year. Um, She didn't want to take a psychology class, I think in in college. So she took the psychology class here at the local community college and she transferred that credit over. So she didn't have to take psychology when she went to Tulane, Um, but excuse me, but what I would do is be very intentional. Don't waste your time on things that don't matter. my daughter was very STEM related, so she didn't waste her time in doing outside activities and extracurriculars with things that did not interest her for the sake of putting in her on her application. One of the feedbacks that she had gotten from a counselor at Tulane was that they were really impressed with her intentional use of her time. That though she didn't have a ton of extracurriculars, uh, extracurricular activities on her resume and on her transcript. They could see over the years that she was consistently in the same things. She would go to black girls who code. She would go to coding classes that were at held at the local university in our area. She went to robotics camps. She joined the robotics team in high school and did it across all four years. Um, they they showed where she went to competitions and where she won some competitions. She also went to Merck camp, which is also some other type of STEM camp. She went to uh, she also attended uh, classes that would be held for like teaching other kids how to do robotics. Uh, she created her own robotics team for uh, young elementary school kids uh, that that are called uh, FLL, First Lego League. Um, so she created one of those teams and she successfully led one of those teams to a state competition. And then the next year she got another team and led them to a local competition. Um, she also uh, started a charter for um, engineers for women, so it's called SWE, um, and she was the president of of that um, of that uh, organization while she was here. So she was consistent in what she did and intentional in what she did. So what that did was show commitment. So they didn't mind. Um, allowing her to come into architecture because it made sense. Yasmin wanted to do architectural engineering. So that makes sense for what she's doing and her extracurriculars lined up with that. So it wasn't like she was off doing theater and over here doing you know, uh, basketball, like she was consistent in what she did across the board. So it looked like a commitment. So I would definitely say maybe be intentional with your kids activities because schools will, will, will appreciate a committed kid in one or two things versus the uncommitted kid who doesn't know what they want to do. And it's kind of like all over the place because it doesn't give what they would say, this is consistency. This kid is going to be secure when they come here. They're going to be okay. They're not going to need probably a bunch of counseling and they may not be undecided. So they're a little bit more hesitant with those children. They can still get admitted. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying, they're a lot more secure and saying, I will take that kid early decision. I will, An early decision is a big deal because that means you're locked in and you know that you're, where you're going to school in early uh, um, November, Uh, when you graduate that year in May, you already knew in November where you were going. Okay, so getting an early decision is not easy, but it definitely can, you can secure it better if you're secure and confident and you are consistent and intentional in the activities that you do. So that is one thing that I would say. And hold yourself accountable as a teacher. I had to really hold myself accountable as her teacher. I definitely am not judging. But for me, I would say whatever you would not put up with with their teacher in school, do not put up with it with you. Do not yell at your kids if you would not put up with your teacher yelling at your kid now, I'm not saying if your kid isn't in trouble that you can't you know hold them accountable and you know make sure they have healthy consequences. But if you were to walk into the room and the teacher was saying whatever it was that you had just said to your kid, would they just get punched in the face and and you'd be all up in jail and if you would be then maybe you probably shouldn't be saying it to your kid either. Number two is um if you're just tired that day, yes, yeah, we're tired. I mean, I'm a mom and I got two other kids and you know I'm all over the place. But here's the thing. If my kid's teacher was tired and they just didn't want to come to school that day, that wouldn't be acceptable to me. You still have to show up to your job. You signed up to be my kid's teacher. My kid is depending on you. So you can't just take the day off because what is going to happen to my kid? So in high school, it is really important to be committed to the process and making sure that As long as it is not one of those situations where you're just sick um, or whatever, maybe you're having a mental health issue, like definitely some people struggle with mental health issues and you need to definitely take care of your mental health. But if you're good and just, you know, everything is good with you, you're not sick, you're just tired, you need to muster up the energy that day because your kid's career and post-secondary school stuff is dependent upon you pulling yourself together. Because they are trusting you because if they don't make it or something happens where they don't get into the schools or get into the programs that they want to get into, they're going to look at you crazy and you're going to be the one that they hold accountable. And, and like. And you're going to it's going to feel it would probably feel horrible. I would have felt horrible if I did not meet the expectation that my kid needed me to make in order for them to get to where they wanted to go. If my daughter just didn't get into Tulane because they just didn't want her, we can say, hey, listen, we did everything we needed to do, but we can't make people admit her. But if I admittedly didn't pull myself out of the bed, or if I just didn't feel like I wanted to do it today, or, oh, I'm just feeling like a lazy day, we cannot do that. Unfortunately, in high school, you do not have the luxury of just taking days off. You just can't do it. And so I would say whatever would be unacceptable for your expectations for the teacher your kid would be going to or someone that you would be, um, what's the word, paying to do the job, if that wouldn't be acceptable to them from you, do not allow it to be acceptable for you. Hold yourself to the same standard because your kid's post-secondary career is dependent on it. Uh, consistency and non-flakiness is essential. Um, School based around their passions, like I said, be intentional. If they are into theater, if they're into art, make most of their stuff centered around the requirements, like your basics, but then center their stuff centered around like things that make sense, theater, the arts, um, music, you know, dance, all those wonderful things. Um, If your kid is more um, you know, robotics and STEM and engineering, do all that stuff. If your kid wants to do business, center stuff, you know, center around in, in business and even be even more intentional. If your kid wants to be a fashion designer, but be on the business side of it, do some business and also have them do some art so that way it goes together. Um, because my daughter definitely wishes that she would have taken more art classes and not so much math and so much science and so much robotics because she didn't realize that architecture would be doing so much drawing, right? So she was just thinking about the engineering aspect of it and the putting it together aspect and you know, uh, making sure that the science is right. And she didn't really think, oh, it has to aesthetically look right and look good and appealing because that's what architects are for. So she wished she would have taken more art classes in order to, um, you know, be better at it. Now, she's a decent artist for sure, but she definitely feels and knows that she could do better in that. And that would have been helpful had she taken more art classes in in high school. Um, It was mentioned that my daughter is in the entertainment business, my middle one. Um, She is an actress and she's acted in quite a few things. And so our high school is going to be based off of learning the business, learning the laws and the ethics and and acting classes and dance and uh, all things dealing with that. So all her extracurriculars are going to be life skills, learning how to count her money, business and acting. So that's intentional because. She could become a really big actress before she becomes an adult. There is a possibility, but I'm not there. I'm like, okay, but if you're not, okay, what are we going to do when you're 18? And if you're not, you know, the big actress, you're going to go to college probably. And that's probably what she wants to do unless she wants to go off and create some kind of theater company or something like that. So if she chooses to go to college, then what are we going to do? So, she is still preparing as if. If she chooses to not to, she still has prepared as if. So let's let's always prepare anyway. So um, and then my son is only 12. He is figuring himself out. Yes, he's a first degree black belt, um, but I don't know what he's going to do yet. He has he loves to build with Legos. I know he likes math and science, but he's also really good at reading as well. Have no clue where he's going to go. Right now, he just loves YouTube and he thinks he's gonna be a YouTuber for the rest of his life. And that's probably not gonna happen because YouTube may not even exist in 10 years. So I'm trying to help him steer himself somewhere else. But right now he's an avid Fortniter and um, Among Us fan. So I have no clue, but when he figures it out we will start intentionally planning his school but that's okay too. Everything doesn't have to be planned out. It's just when you do know it start centering your kid's education around their passions. That way when they are working, They never feel like they are working because they get paid to have fun. If they are living their passions, their jobs will never feel like jobs. They will be getting paid for what they love to do. And that's what makes everything worth it. So the second part of what I wanted to add was that's homeschooling through high school. So anybody who needs any help with that, I want to be an advocate for the community. I will never leave anybody hanging. I want everyone to feel like they have someone that they can talk to for homeschooling through high school. If that's something that you're interested in, you definitely can hit me up. And at the end of this, I'll give you all of my information. Um, But the second thing I wanted to do is talk about me virtually schooling alongside other people. Um, Like I said, I've always been virtually schooling. Um, Before the pandemic, it's only, um, the pandemic has only made what I was doing before that much more beneficial because I was already doing it. So, Um, Now that we are virtually schooling exclusively, though, because of the pandemic, um, I'm able to create an environment where my children didn't have to go to school alone. Right. And so it is great to be homeschooled and to be home and to have your mom as your teacher and your dad as your principal um, and janitor, uh, but and bus driver. Forgot about that one. But it is so nice when my son gets up and he lights up because he sees his other friends, you know, that are coming to class. I homeschool another family and it's a family of five. So um, we do what we need to do. I have uh, my oldest is in the ninth, not my oldest, but my middle daughter's the ninth grader. And then I teach my son who is in seventh grade. And then there are uh, two other kids who are doing seventh grade work. And then there's a sixth grader that's doing like a, doing sixth grade work and then they have a little sister who's doing um elementary fourth grade so i teach her first in the morning from like 8 to 11 and then we do the middle schoolers from like 11 to 3. my oldest is well my middle daughter is doing school by herself at this point because i've taught her to be completely independent and she comes to me for help there's many reasons why i do it that way um teach kids to be advocates for themselves teach them how to teach themselves stuff, but know when to ask for help. Closed mouth don't get fed. So I'm all about opening up your mouth and letting somebody know that you need assistance. And so after two or three o'clock, if she needs help from something that she was supposed to learn or didn't get from earlier in the day, then she checks me out um, between three and five. And that's the time that I can have for her. After five from about five to 6.30 is the time and space that I open up for anyone who needs, more help than I usually will give for free, if that makes sense. There's a portion of me that I don't charge people for certain things just because we just need advocation sometimes. And I just don't feel like monetizing off of everything is beneficial to the Black community when we're so behind with everything. And sometimes you just need someone to just give you some information and you shouldn't have to pay for it sometimes. Like I just... Feel like sometimes we hoard too much of our information and feel like we should get paid for every single thing that is just sometimes just sit with someone for 20 minutes and just give them the information. So, um, but there's some people who need a lot of help and consistent help. And then at that point, it does um, start to get into my family time. So, if I am needing to dip into what I call my family time um, or my free time, then on occasion, if you need consistency between the hours light red in the, in, in the uh, five heartbeats, my hours are from five to 6.30, okay? So between that time is for my paid clients whose children right now um, are exclusively, are really, really struggling through the pandemic. These kids, some of these kids have been um, just amazing kids during uh, what I would call uh, in-class in geniuses, Above average, didn't struggle at all, but now have come home and virtual learning is just not conducive to what they need or what they feel like they need to be doing. Sometimes they can't get assignments submitted correctly. Sometimes they're having audio issues or tech issues, or sometimes just the learning online is just different than learning in the classroom. And those kids are just not um being able to live their best lives, as I call it. But I'm able to sit with those kids and um, one-on-one able to go over some of the things that they went over in class that day. And I can just kind of reteach it where they get it and then they can go back to class and they've got it. Right. So I just kind of fill in gaps here or there for some people. I do homeschool, not homeschool. I do tutor some kids who homeschool as well for some parents who just don't desire. They're like, you know what? I just don't want to teach math. So okay. You do it. <laughs> okay. And I'll just give them their session for the the couple of days a week. And that's what we do. So. Um And that's OK, too. So that also dips into that third thing that I was up here for, which is learning how to um, monetize homeschool somewhat. Yes, there's a part of this that I feel like I don't personally want to benefit from monetarily. But there is a part that it is a gift and it is a skill of mine that people, wh- which is a blessing, feel like I am adequate. Enough to, you know, and I'm an expert in some things where I feel like I've had enough experience where they think that I can benefit their children. So they want to pay me for that. I'm a stay at home mom whose husband works for, you know, works for a living. And we don't you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to do this. Like, first of all, you know, my, my husband makes enough money where we can stay home and I could teach my children and I don't have to worry about everything that I do needing to be monetized. But it is nice to get paid for something sometimes and have your own coin and show your children that you also add to the family. So I've been able to make a small income that helps my husband and helps my children and pays for some of the extra things that we like to do. And so that's also something that I try to help empower other families to do, because sometimes you have to forego your um income so sometimes a mom will start working to come home to homeschool her kids well if i can help you figure out how to monetize a skill that you have and that's something that i can maybe kind of coach you through then there's a way that you might can supplement your income it may not be exactly what you were doing before and it might not completely replace your check sometimes it can but sometimes even if it's a little supplementation It's better than nothing. And so I'm here to just try to figure out how can you make homeschooling work for your black family? Because I want to at the end of this, the whole reason why homeschool is for cultural reasons and for academic customization. Um, That's that's what's most important to me. I want my kids to be blackety, black, black, black. When they leave this house, when they in this house, wherever they go, they are unapologetically blackety, black, 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 a 100 I mean, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. So um, that pretty much kind of sums up, um, you know, what I have going on. But, you know, that just sums up the whole thing. But if anybody's interested in trying to figure out if homeschooling is something that you can figure it out, um, reach out to me. If you want to figure out how can I monetize either homeschooling or a skill that I have to help me pay for homeschooling or to Add some income to my family that would help me homeschool better. Let me know if you need to figure out how to virtual school some kids alongside yours because your kids desire fellowship and desire to see other black faces and just, and, and want, you know, camaraderie. My, my son has three other black boys that homeschool that gives him so much life every day. You know, like us girls, we know how to communicate and we know what sisterhood is. But sometimes our boys aren't taught brotherhood and they aren't taught how to like see another black brother and like not be looking at him funny. But like when you see him, you look pleasant. That stuff has to be taught. We have to we have but we have to let our black boys be around each other and put those guards down so that when they see someone else it's friendly. And so my son looks forward every day to seeing his Other homeschool companions um, come to school with him again to share in what we do and, um, you know, just being the example. So but yes, please reach out to me for any of that stuff. I I am a resource and and almost 12 years worth of homeschool experience here.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Marcia. Amazing. 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 And I love the fact that you're being totally transparent on the ups, the downs, the challenges, the struggles, but also the great blessings that can come along with the homeschooling experience. You remind me so much of myself in the sense that um, some people, especially when you get on YouTube and Pinterest, you see only the good side. You just see everything is peaches and cream. I'm like, uh, honey, no, it's worth it, but it's a learning curve. And right. it could change, it change from day to day, year to year, month to month. It just depends on what your family dynamics and what you're currently going through at that moment. I love that you are homeschooling alongside other parents as well with their children. And I love the fact how you broke it down, child. I was a homeschooler. <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> well, can I throw one more thing? Uh, there was something that I wanted to do before I ended that because I was talking about that guidance school counselor teacher thing. Um, mm-hmm. The lady up here, I think was the back to basics tutoring. I think and she had that package where she was talking about you buy three, you get two free. Listen, stuff like that is beneficial for the exact reason why I was saying, you know, it would have been so much easier for honestly, for something like if I had known about a business like that when I was homeschooling my high schooler to just pay someone to, you know, and you know that you're getting not just bartering. Like I really wanted someone to teach my kid how to do something, but I had to um, settle. For a barter system from someone who could just teach my kid for the sake of I need a teacher recommendation. I want to be ethical about it. So could you legitimately teach my kid something? But gosh knows if I had known someone who could really teach my kid something and we exchange in a business service. And I'm really like paying a sister to like teach my my kid to do something. And this is what she does for a living. That would have been great. But I would absolutely recommend using a service like a tutoring service as a teacher. Um, for that teacher recommendation. And I've already spoken with her and she does give teacher recommendations for kids who need something like that for high school. So that's a, a, a blessing of a resource right there because you're getting more of a guarantee versus I'm not saying you can't hire a parent to like teach your kid but it's hard to hold someone accountable who has nothing to really hold them accountable to i mean there's no degree there's no there's no business to complain about like if she didn't come through with the teacher recommendation i could slam her to death like with with the business (laughs) like hey listen i could get my twitter fingers going on i hired sister girl and she ain't do what she's supposed to do so it it's more her benefit to really do what i asked you know paid for And it's someone I can hold accountable because this is what she's saying is her business. This is what she does. And so hiring a parent versus hiring a business, uh, a woman who does this for a living is a little bit more along the lines of what I would probably recommend for a class to get a teacher recommendation for your kid in high school. That way there's more of a guarantee because that parent could flake out on you. And I've had that done too. And I almost went to jail. So, you know, I'm just telling you, some people just don't understand the commitment of when your kid is trying to get into school and you need that teacher recommendation. It is a necessity. And then they flake out on you on the last minute. Oh, I can't write it now. You know, but you've paid them or you've exchanged a service with them and they've gotten what they needed, but there's nothing I can hold them accountable to. You know, there's there's nothing I can do about it now other than be upset or show up at her door. Uh, But if you hire a service, there's a professionalism that comes with it and you're paying for what you're getting. And there's a reasonable expectation that you should be able to get what you're paying for. And so that's a lot safer to do, I think. So I would definitely probably more recommend that safer avenue than just hiring somebody Mm -hmm. where you might not can guarantee that you'll get what you asked for if that makes sense, but definitely. I just no, wanted to throw that back in there because I, I meant to add that.
0: It makes complete sense. I love how um, you broke it down to let us know that you can't be the guidance counselor and the teacher. So you need to start making plans right now. I love mm-hmm. how you said, um, even if your child don't have a whole lot of extracurricular activities in high school, but if they're intentional with their time, that speaks volumes. It if does. they're going in to get into college, <clears throat> Cause some individuals, they're not going to university, but maybe they want to go to trade school either, or yeah. you're going to need some type of recommendation to do That's either. Right. or. And so I love the fact that when you talk about essay writing, that you need to move the reader, <laughs> so you need to move them so that they can That's be right. more inclined. And yeah. I love that. And by being consistent, show your commitment. And of course, like I said before, I love your transparency. And um, how you was, as parents, especially with homeschoolers, we tend to uh, not want to allow someone else to come in and teach. But listen, it's nothing wrong with delegating, responsibility sure. Think about everything in life. Everything in life has some type of delegation with a regular traditional job. Mm -hmm. Think about if one person was doing all the different things in your current job or current position. I mean, really, that's why we have presidents, -presidents, co-presidents, secretaries, administrators. Delegate
1: Delegate. like literally this (laughs) is how I delegate and everybody does not have to do this. But this is advice, especially if you're butting heads with your children. Yeah, it was really difficult for me to be mom and teacher in class. They crossed a lot and it was not beneficial to my children. It started to break them down. And my job as their mom is to not break their spirits. But if I go from teacher to fussing and you're in trouble now, there's no separation between school and mom. Mom is both. And so they don't know who they're getting sometimes. And it's like, well, it's not, it doesn't, for my kids, it didn't produce this safe and loving and warm environment because they're like are you teacher or mom like what what are you doing so what i decided to do is delegate and i said you know what during these hours and it was very specific between the hours of this and this i am not your mama i am your teacher okay your daddy is your safe zone that's your parent so you go in there if i'm not doing something that you like and if you feel like it's a, a serious like you know what you need to go talk To that woman like you would do if something happened at school and you needed to come home and tell your parent that something happened at school. Your dad is your safe zone. You will never get in trouble for going to your parent and telling your parent that something happened at school. So why would you get in trouble by ratting on me like I had to separate myself from that and I had to be okay with my kids having opinions about their teacher, even though it was me. And so it they have the to do that. And so I delegate dad is the parent during these times. And mom is the teacher. When mom, when teacher time is over, I am back to being your mommy and we can love, but what happens on at school will not cross over into mommy time. Okay. Yes. When mommy, is mommy time. Mommy is not trying to be your teacher. And I do not want you to think that teacher comes before mommy. It does not. But during these times to give you some clear boundaries, so that way it's beneficial for you. So you know what you're getting. Let me just be your teacher during your teacher time. I'll be your mommy when school is done. But dad is dad all the time. And so dad, you can go to him. You can Um, he'll give you the consequences. So when they're acting up in school and they're not doing what they're supposed to do, I go to their dad. I don't even con- like reprimand them a whole lot in class. I will do what I feel like would be appropriate or what I would expect the teacher to do in class. I will. Tell them that I'm displeased with the behavior, that these are the consequences in class. But I will be following up with your dad about what happened in school today. And he will give you the consequences that he feels is appropriate as your parent. And I allow whatever it is that he decides to do is whatever stands. And that's just what it is. That way there's some healthy separation between school and home because it can get real toxic real quick if you let that boundary cross too much. So if anybody's struggling with that crossover, I would definitely recommend trying that out. And, and if there isn't, because some people are single parents, if there's not a another, like say dad in the home, you can pick someone to be a designated person that your kid feels is a safe zone. It could be grandma. It could be you know your sister or your brother or whomever your sibling is, just someone that they feel confident with that they're around all the time that you will not be offended. And the key word here is be offended. If your kid tells on you, like you gotta do that because you ain't perfect i'm telling you sometimes you need to be told on
0: yeah well marcia Mm -hmm. amazing amazing information that you have given us you gave me some food for thought because i'm on i'm getting ready my daughter is in her last two years of high school so i got a good little bit of food for thought and my daughter she is very uh, artistic with her art and drama and writing yes. and short plays and i think mm-hmm. she's gonna be the the girl version of tyler perry
6: because hey, i mean I'm here that
0: girl knows she's creative I'm here <laughs> for it. and so in her escalate escler- curricular activities follow that same line of train.
1: I'm like, oh, hey, confirmation. That's right, that's right. So you might want to start looking into theater schools or drama schools and see what, what are those requirements? I would almost guarantee you, she would either have to submit something that she wrote or if she's trying to get into like an acting school, a monologue, she best like get herself prepared because doing stuff like that at the last minute won't allow her to necessarily be her best self. She might can get something done, but she will always be questioning. I could have done this better had I had more time. So exactly. tell her to go ahead and start writing a play and perfect it over the next two years. three. Well, tell her to continue to keep working mm-hmm. on it. Like, go back because she'll get better every year. And there, if she goes back and rereads it. She'll be more mature and say, "Oh, I could tweak it here and make this scene better." And so, when it's time to finally submit it, uh, maybe to her like theater school or whatever, she, she probably would have to submit something like a play or a short film, short film or something like that that she's written out. And they may would want to look at it as a, the audition process. Um, is what I call it. The whole process mm-hmm. of admitting yourself to a theater or an art, some type of like art-based degree is completely different than the getting into to the business programs and getting into engineering school. They, there's hardly any requirements outside of grades and SATs. But when you're doing those art-based degrees and music, you got to submit music, or you got to submit a monologue, you got to submit an art portfolio, you got to submit a theater production. Those things have extra requirements that you do not want to be finding out at the last minute. Exactly. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you so much.
0: And I want you to hang tight for a little while because we're going to have a very short round table just for you guys to get a glimpse of all of our amazing panelists on today. Just have a little small, little mini little round table. But with all that being said, Marcia, thank you so much for pointing to us. I told you this homeschooling with excellence event was going to be epic because I'm going to make sure with all our panelists, panelists that you're going to be taking care of regardless of whatever type of homeschooling you want to do and regardless of whatever um, period you are currently in within the homeschooling. She already gave you the, the road the blueprint, whatever you want to call it. To how to get your child from point A to point B, graduating high school and then transition into college. Remember now, they applied for twenty two. The child got
1: into twenty. Okay, so don't worry Don't open oh, right. To find me, to find me. I I don't have like a service. That's not really what I was here for. I really wanted to come here because I wanted to empower and I wanted to just offer like. You got questions, I'm here to answer all questions. I'm here to empower and I don't necessarily charge for that. Okay, so it's more of just going on Facebook. You can find me at uh, the very first Facebook that I created for my school, which was Penders Educational Academy. Since I've gone on to start like tutoring kids and I have, uh, now I'm homeschooling another set of fam, you know, family with me. uh, My Instagram is a little bit different. It's Penders Educational Institute. So the Facebook is Penders Educational Academy. My Instagram is Penders Penders Educational Institute. So if you just kind of like go www.instagram.com forward slash input that, at the end of it and you'd be able to find me. Plus, I think she'll probably put my link in there, but please go there and inbox me any questions you have. If it it gets intensive, I can set up a Zoom chat with you and we can Zoom chat probably like 30, 40 minutes or so. And I could probably answer your questions. Um, If you need more counseling than that, I know lots of people in the homeschool community who do this for a living and I can, I'm a wealth of resources. I can get you where you need to go. I know somebody for everything, so.
0: hmm mm-hmm. And everybody on this panel, everybody on this panel has experience. I mean, I'm a homeschooling consultant or coach right. or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, our previous Yvonne is as well. She's an unschooler mm-hmm. lifestyle. So she teach you how to unschool, get your best self with your unschooling journey. Yes. And then our amazing, to sponsors they have Mm -hmm. services that if you need them they'll be able to take the weight off and um of course the amazing uh, marcia she has she can connect you with some more people if you need to be connected so with that we're gonna take a small commercial break and my question to you because we already gave this day one we still have two more days to go and if you are on the fence of homeschooling i want to and you have already decided i'm gonna homeschool i just don't know how i don't know when i'm gonna do it because i'm a little afraid i'm a little scared my question to you is this how bad do you really want it
6: how bad you really want it how bad you really want it Sometimes we just got to ask ourselves We got to challenge that man in the mirror and Ask him, how bad do you really want it? Are you willing to stay up late? Are you willing to get up earlier? How bad do you really want it? How bad do you really want it? You want to see it in your bank account? You want to see it in your marriage? You want to see it in the life of your children? you telling everybody else what they need to do But how bad do you want it? What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to commit to? the question we all gotta ask ourselves I'm not trying to impress you but I am trying to impress upon you that sometimes we got to ask ourselves how bad we really want it you made fifty thousand dollars last year what about making a hundred how bad do you really want it you might not be doing that well in your finances or your marriage or your job maybe you're not happy with the results that you're getting but you got to ask yourself how bad you really want it I'm gonna say it again because you probably missed it you got to ask yourself You don't got to answer me, but you do got to answer yourself. How bad do you really want it? Sometimes life involves sacrifices. Sometimes you just got to do what it do. Sometimes you got to make things happen, even when you don't feel like it. And when life gets tough, you got to ask yourself, how bad do you really want it? Me, I'm out here putting myself out there. I want it. I see myself. Going to another level Doing things I've never done before Inspiring the world to achieve my dreams And helping other people do the same thing Because I want it that bad But you got to ask yourself When you look at your children When you look at your bank account When you look at where you should be right now At this point in your life Ask yourself How bad you really want it
0: Right. So how bad did you really want it? Whether it's homeschooling, whether it's your life, whether it's fitness, whatever it is that you say that you want to do, the question is how bad do you really want it? And based upon that, it will either show how committed you are or not committed. So with all of that, we're going to bring on our amazing panelists and sponsors, and we're just going to just give just a little round table perhaps and bring it on all of our amazing queens. And we are still going to bring on here we go, this is official, the mini round table. These are the amazing speakers and sponsors that have been pouring into you on today. And I just wanted to see the collective, all of us together on the one screen. So if you have not watched the entire um, event for today, that's okay. Know these faces, know these names, because they are the individuals that can help you on whatever homeschooling journey you want to have because they have you covered from A to Z. Everybody on the screen has something Mm -hmm. different and amazing to Mm -hmm. bring to the table. So, hi, Queens. Hey, sis. (laughs) Hi. All right, so first up, let's see. Um, we already just talked to the amazing Marcia. She just poured into us about graduating her daughter um, through high school, and now she's in college, and how amazing that is, and how some things that she wished she would have known first. And if you want to know all of that, you got to watch the replay, because she... I got notes, you know, because you know I'm about to be on that journey very, very soon. You know, I got one in two more years. (laughs) So, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. We have the amazing Dominique. She is also one of our business sponsors who poured into that helped make this event possible along with Keke Anna. She's our other business sponsor, and she has a tutoring business that I know you all need to know about, and Dominique. Both of them have two amazing programs, well, really multifaceted with uh with dominique and the last but surely not least the one who kick-started the event our amazing yvonne she is our go-to for unschooling she let you know what it is and what it's not and if you don't know you need to watch the replay because she poured into it so ladies after this event what is it me go bad because i tell you i wrote notes on y'all y'all had me girl i was going to school you hear what i say (laughs) y'all really did an amazing amazing job i want to just thank you for just coming on today and uh, giving me some of your time because time is one of the most valuable assets and when someone give you give you their time that is something amazing and so what advice would you give to a new homeschooler we're going to start with marcia
1: Um, the advice I'd probably give to a new homeschooler is very much so like parenting, there's no shaming here. There is no, there is no right way to do it. It is what works for your family. And don't be afraid to do what works for your kids and what works for your marriage or what works for your, um, you know, single parent home. Like it's different than what's going to work for mine. And I should never dare to judge, to say what I'm doing in my home has to conform to someone who's really rocking and out as a single parent. That's going to have to look different. There isn't another adult to rely on. So that's going to be different. Um, but be unapologetic about what you're doing. Um, don't compare. There's, You cannot do that. You cannot compare what you're doing to what other people are doing, even if you're doing the same thing. If you're an unschooler, you can't necessarily compare it to another unschooler. There is there's just too much differences in families and cultural practices and some homes are different you know religions and um some homes are mostly boys some are mostly girls like that dynamic is going to be different so though there might be some commonalities i would say be try to really find what works for your family and then when you find what works be unapologetic about it like just don't let nobody judge you for it but also don't judge others for it as well give people what you want and um just be helpful you know when you know better do better and pass it on and not hoard your your information because there's not enough of us out here that um i feel like are in different stages of it because Uh, there isn't a lot of black home like high school homeschoolers that i know and so when we get there and we make it and our kids make it out whether it be they go into military or they go into like some type of civil servant um, thing or they go into trade school or they go to college or they make it big and they become famous like whatever it is we need to be able to say how we got there and be able to share that wealth of knowledge so that would be my advice be who you are unapologetically be the black family in your white neighborhood (laughs)
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Marcia, for sharing. Um, and you're right. We have to be unapologetic. Listen, I am. I'm here. I do what I do. And this is the way that I decide to homeschool my children and my family. So we have one comment coming in from one of our keys, one of our brothers. He said, Mr. Brandon, he is actually going to be one of our speakers. You got to tune in day two or day three. I'm not going to tell you which one. So you just tune in. But he said, that's facts, dude. Do- Do you as a homeschooler? Yes, yes, yes. So Yvonne, my amazing, beautiful unschooler, what Mm -hmm. advice would you give to to a new homeschooler?
4: The advice that I would give is be easy with yourself. Be easy with yourself. Be easy with your family. This is a process and it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. So enjoy it. Take it one day at a time and just recognize that it's going to evolve. It's going to change and that's all right. And the sooner you become okay with that and understand that, the easier it can be. Yeah.
0: I love that. Even the way you said it, girl, you said it easy, like Sunday morning. It got me over relaxed. Like, and so now we're going to hear from our amazing two black owned business women okay Mm -hmm. um businesses they actually sponsor our amazing three-day event and i'm so appreciative for that so, although they're not homeschoolers, they provide a service that I feel that you need to pay attention to because it's something that would actually help ease the stress of the homeschooling experience. And like Marcia brought out, um, if you need that teacher recommendation, you can get with these ladies. So, that's starting now because now you know a tip. And um, Brandon, he said, "Great answer with a snap and good snap." Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Keanu, from back to the basics tutoring, what advice or what can, well, I can say with your service that you provide, um, what can you give them, a new homeschooler? Maybe they're not a new homeschooler. They've been a veteran in homeschooling and they finally came to the decision that I need some help. (laughs) What can you do, honey?
5: Um, so what I would recommend, first of all, is finding out what you're not good at and learning to delegate. Um, cause so often, especially us as mothers and especially black mothers, we try to do it all. We try to be Superman, Iron Man, you know, the Hawk and everybody else, right? <laughs> On top of that, wear our stilettos and get our eyebrows arched and, and then we g- got to have an attitude because somebody messed up the plan and we didn't get it right. Um, so learning to delegate. Um, and be okay with delegating, right? Because sometimes we might delegate, and we'd be like, "Okay, what y'all doing now? What, what, you know, what, what, what you learn? What he say? What she say? Oh, did you hear what he said? Turn around, you know, like don't do that. Like delegate and give it to whoever you're going to do, whether that be a service like us or another co co homeschooling parent like Marcia. Um, just learning to delegate that, um, but then also. Like Yvonne said, right? Like, do you, but at the same time, right? At the same time, you want to make sure that you understand that education is different than what you probably did when you went to school. So, taking that, and that's, I guess, I would say that that's something like what Yvonne is teaching about homeschooling or deschooling, right? Taking that and knowing that what you did and what you learned in school may not actually work for your child. And so, learning who your child is and learning how they learn and then you know developing a system that works according to how they work and you will be more successful in how you're doing it so first mm-hmm. things first delegating second thing learning what you're not good at and giving it out to somebody else and third learning your child and what they how they learn and then once you've learned that develop your system mm-hmm. thank you thank you
0: all of those are some amazing
5: amazing tips um in other words, she's telling
0: us to learn to let it go and let it flow, okay? <laughs> Just because you delegate don't mean you're not no powerful woman. It makes you more powerful, and it's not a weakness if you say you need to delegate. Because some of us, being and out, black women, because I'm a black woman, I know I want to control stuff, but I had to understand, like at some moments, Tina, Coach Tina, you need to get someone else to do this for you, honey. So it is okay. It's a sign of strength when you know that, hey, I need help. And then you find legitimate resources that can help you. On that note, we're going to bring in our last um, business sponsor, the beautiful Dominique. And she's going to talk to us about what is it that you can do for new homeschoolers or basically veteran homeschoolers, whatever the case may be with what you have to offer
7: okay um so for me um i'm a homeschooling mom as well i have two boys that are five and three And um, I am blessed to have the experience of being an educator where I can bring and provide the resources and services, not only to my own children, but to other families as well, which is why I decided to bridge in the homeschooling community and say, hey, we are doing nothing different inside of a classroom. It's just that we're working for someone else that signs our paycheck. At the end of the day, we all have the same goal, which is for our kids to learn and use what they learn to get to where they need to be. So... um, That's kind of the idea and the reason of why I wanted to bridge that gap between homeschooling and public school. Um, I try to be that voice to say, hey, yes, we don't want to follow the structure of public schools or we want to create our own environment, our own learning for homeschooling. However, what I have is what you may need or what you can use to help your family and help your homeschooling community. So when you're building that co-op, tie in that teacher because she's about to provide something to you, whether she, she wants to do it or not, there's something that's there that you can use. Um, so which is why a lot of my products that I bring in to offer um, in our organization is things that teachers are using in the classroom that can now be used in a homeschooling community in addition to curriculums. Teachers, schools, homeschooling families, we all use curriculums. We all have to learn how to manipulate that curriculum and implement it to fit the needs of our learners, which is, again, something that we have in common. So um, my goal is to be that person and to be that organization that bridge that gap which is um, why it was important to me to have educators hired in our organization as well as homeschooling moms. And I'm really excited that all of our virtual classes that we're going to be offering are going to be led by homeschooling moms and dads. So um, just to show parents that, yes, you're homeschooling your own kid, but guess what, you're a teacher too. And it doesn't take for anybody to give you a certification. It doesn't take for you to take any type of test for you to be solidified as a teacher. So um, there's so many ways and so many opportunities for us to collaborate and learn from one another and um that's kind of the purpose of berbella education love it love it
0: love it see she she has to be in there she's you go girl three and five woo! i remember and, yes, and still working full time i don't know what it is three and five or 14 and 16. i mean whoo <laughs> Chat, but we have a comment coming in. This is um Brandon said this is a major key. Just because you didn't learn that way doesn't mean it wouldn't be better for your child. Exactly, Brandon. Thank you for tuning in and also engaging with us many roundtable panelists. All right, ladies, this is our last question, and we are going to wrap up because I really want to hear this because I know that all of you exemplifies, in my opinion, what excellence really is having an understanding of who you are, what you bring to the table, your purpose and your journey and being unapologetic about it. And each of you exemplify what I saw in my definition of what excellence really means, And that's why I call it homeschooling with excellence. And just in case y'all didn't know, I say y'all because I'm southern. I'm just you didn't know it is the excellence. Are you? You are the excellence, just in case you didn't know. And that's how I came up with the name because I'm like, we don't really, if they don't know, well, now you know. And so, what does homeschooling with excellence mean to you? And we're going to go around the table in the same order that we just went in. And if you don't remember, I will call you out. So, let's start with the beautiful. Um, Marcia, and then we're going to go all the way around like we did before, and we're going to end our event on a high note. So, What does it mean to you, Mar-
1: Marcia? Um, homeschooling with excellence to me um, is manifested in when it's all said and done, your kids know who they are. Uh, nobody defines it for them. They left home and they were, be, they were able to use their homeschooling experience to figure out who they were. Um, before someone else got to define it for them. More specifically, a Karen or a Tanner got to define it for them, as I call them. So we don't want Tanner. We don't want Karen defining our children before they meet Karen and Tanner out in the school system at some point, if they decide to go into post-secondary, I uh, would well, not post-secondary, we go to college or whatever, or whatever they decide to do, whether it's they become police officers or they decide to become firefighters or they go into the military, they're going to run into Karen and they're going to run into Tanner. And your kids need to know who they are and they need to be able to stand in that, never question themselves. My daughter has many times already been questioned about her blackness on many different levels from the Karen and the Tanners who want her to fit into this box. And if she didn't know who she was, she probably would have been able to, she probably would have fallen apart or not, you know, just fall into the trap of what society would have her fall into, you know, whether it be her straightening her hair or doing things to make herself more Eurocentric. She is strong and empowered in being what she defines as her excellent self in the blackness of her own, you know, and her, and her blackness doesn't even because We're not a monolithic people. My daughter is quirky. She don't match her socks. She <laughs> is fine with whatever it is that she's doing. And that's all I wanted for her. You know, my son, I want him to leave, the, you know, leave home the same way. I want my daughter to leave home the same way. And I just want my kids to be confident black children and be black everywhere that they go. And we are able to do that through the freedom that homeschooling provides, whether that be travel and your kids get to, to you know, learn culture um, or whether it be they have their rights of passage. My son and my daughter are both having a rights of passage ceremony this year. Um, And we're going to get other black kids that I'm homeschooling and I, you know, I'm blessed enough to tutor. I'm inviting them and their children to be able to do it because I think that that's essential to black children um, being able to step into the next phase of their life, um, you know, into like what I call young adulthood as they become teenagers. It's like right before they get there. Um, and I just, you know, hate that I didn't get to do it for my oldest before she left. But, you know, because the next stage of life for her is honestly getting married and having children. So um, I want her to have been able to now that I know better, you know, have my other daughter and my son to be able to have a right of passage ceremony from elders in their community that they respect. People who aren't broken that can pass on words of wisdom that they know is in their circle. People outside of me that they know that they can call and seek advice and know that there's gonna be a covering laid over them and that that want the best for them. So that, that way, when we have problems, we're not just broken people out here with no, that's a lot of the issues with black people. We don't feel like we have people that we can go to and, and be vulnerable. We need to be able to be vulnerable. So that that's what I'm utilizing homeschool for, not just so they can go have these $50,000 a year jobs. I do want them to be financially secure, but I would rather them be happy well-rounded whole women and men that are going to be able to be um good husbands and wives and when i say good means like they're uh beneficial in the sense of they're not you don't want to marry broken people like it's just not (laughs) what you want to do you know you want to marry people who have some sense of their their togetherness in their mind they know who they are um i was a broken woman my husband was a broken man we've been able to put our broken pieces together over the years thank god but it's only through the grace of god but i was since we know better we want our kids to be able to be a little less broken than we were when we found each other because our marriage has only survived because we have fought for it and so we want to be able to use homeschooling for that but i want my kids to Go through these rites of passages and the freedoms and stuff that utilize and take advantage of the freedom to travel. Take advantage of the freedom to teach your kids what you want them to know. Teach them about themselves. Teach them about what it is to be black, what it is, what it ain't, and that nobody defines it for you. And, and, and that's what is most important to me that would describe what excellence is in homeschooling is a whole beautiful black child living, the, leaving the house, knowing exactly who they are. And that's 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 amazing to me. I love seeing an empowered Black child.
0: Thank you for sharing. We have two comments coming in. We have another one for Brandon. He says, rights of passage is so needed for boys and girls. And a Facebook user said, yes, Sister Marcia. I feel everything you said. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead around the table, our next person to tell us what, does homeschooling with excellence mean to them? Let's go ahead and get our amazing Yvonne um, to go ahead and share with us what she feels is homeschooling with excellence.
4: Okay. Um, As an unschooler, I would say that homeschooling with excellence means um, making our children the focal point, Mm -hmm. i.e. recognizing that the who we're homeschooling with is them they're the excellence and uh making sure that we keep the focal point uh on highlighting their excellence and making sure that our actions towards them remind them of their excellence um as much as possible and uh yeah that's what homeschooling with excellence means to me
0: thank you thank you Yvonne the amazing Yvonne and that was beautiful you just have a very calm relaxed and peaceful like oh so my her
1: meditation app. i mean like, yes I need girl,
0: because you might need girl, to think about doing yes. some voiceovers because when i'm having some stressful days and i need to go to sleep i need to just listen to you say something to me yes. well guess Ooh. what
4: you all i'm a massage therapist and i've been a holistic practitioner for over 20 years so okay
0: then that is of course crazy. of course <laughs> okay that is it. Like, i'm like girl you is making me like i'm gonna go <laughs> okay in a good way
1: (laughs) i need you to leave some of my meditations in the morning okay (laughs)
0: all right so our next one is uh kiana i want you to to just say what you feel like excellence is i know that you're in education so what
5: it is how do how does this question resonate with you Well, see, as as parents, right, like even me, my son is still in school. um, And I always tell his teachers, like, I understand that you're his teacher. That's amazing. But you're his teacher for nine months. I'm his teacher for the rest of his life. Right. And so with that being said, that is something that we have to understand. When you got that inkling in your belly that something is not right, or you feel like your child needs more, or you come up with this brilliant idea that makes no sense, like, okay, today we decide we're going to make peanut butter. That's going to be part of our STEM lesson. Okay, do that. Like, Be okay with knowing that you don't have to conform to what the world says you need to teach your child. If your life skills consist of teaching them how to iron and sew and somebody else's life skills teaching them how to swim, that's none of your business. You do your part and you do you. So homeschooling with excellence to me, that resonates with me, meaning be the parent that God in, intended for you because that is your child or children. And don't nobody, I don't care how many degrees they have behind their name, know that child better than you. So that's what homeschooling with excellence meant to me. Amazing. And I
0: agree with it 100, 1000%. All right. And our last um, person, but surely not least, the amazing Dominique. And you're going to close us out with telling us about what does this question mean to you, homeschooling with Essence?
7: I think for me, homeschooling with excellence, um, its it can be defined in so many ways. Um, excellence happens every second and every moment of the day. And I think that's one thing that I try to point out to homeschooling families. When your child is laughing or smiling and they leave that homeschooling time frame that you have set happy and feeling like they did something, that's excellence. It doesn't matter if they can't remember what four times four is or what four plus four is. That does not matter. The fact that you made your child smile, you collaborated with your child, you guys engaged in something together, that's excellent. Um, last week, I took my boys. We went for a field trip. We just walked around our community. And my goal was for them just to just to get out and walk and move around. But we also tied it into science. We started collecting leads. We started talking about the transition of colors within the leads. My three-year-old, just remembered like miraculously, like, well, first they were green. And then as we started walking, they started turning brown and red. And for me, that was a moment of excellence because that wasn't my expectation for him at that moment. But that was something that he picked up. So when we got home, I was just like, we're gonna capture this moment. We put those leaves, we glued them to a piece of paper. We hung it up um, in our sunroom. And that was just a moment of excellence for me, um, for him that I can always go back and look to. And I can also show him, this is what you did. Um, we create these lesson plans and these time frames and structures, but that doesn't define homeschooling and doesn't define excellence. It's all about the things that happen throughout that process that makes homeschooling so unique and so miraculously like wonderful. And um, I think in order for again excellence, just there's there's no way to define it. There's no way to say, well, this is what homeschooling excellence should look like or should sound like, but um, you will you will find those moments as thank a parent. Thank you. Thank you so much. We have a comment coming in. He, Brandon, he said, y'all
0: close this with a bang. Thanks for sharing, everyone. <laughs> All right. So thank you, Dominique, and everything that you said. I love how you took us on a journey of just how you can take something as amazing and and as simple as a walk. And it turns into something that is so excellent and so amazing that not only brought a smile to your children's face, but in essence, as you were speaking it, I saw the smile on your face. So it was an interchange of that collaboration. I heard one of you say collaboration learning. So it's just an amazing experience. I absolutely love homeschooling. I've been homeschooling for a very long time. I came out of traditional school system, working with children, behavior problems working with children with um, they say special needs but I like the term learning differences and then transitioning that into the homeschooling experience and so today we had some amazing panelists and we had some amazing business sponsors I wanted you to not only hear their names see the flyers see their links I wanted you to see their face and make a connection with the individuals who are pouring into you and know that they and I provide services that you can use during this pandemic. You are not alone. There are many of us that have been doing this way before the pandemic ever was a thought, and we have been doing it successfully. And we are not afraid, nor are we hoarding information that we are not going to share with you. Some of you need a little bit more help, and that's when the consultations come in. But some of you, you don't. And you can take advantage of what we offer online for free um, or the information that we put online. So make sure you connect with everybody on um, this well our virtual stage make sure you connect with all of them and also myself you can check check us out at homeschooling and oils and in everybody that's on this list and also my panelists that's coming in the next two three days their links are in the description of the bio of this video so that is your roadmap to success you're welcome You can just click the link. I made it very, very easy. And my panelists and my um, sponsors made it very easy by making sure I had their link. So you can just click the link and then you can get the services or products or just have sound advice in regards to how you can homeschool with excellence on whatever that means to you. Because at the end of the day, it's what excellence means to you and your family. Not what it means to me. Everything is a little bit different for everyone. So on that note, oh, we have another comment coming in from Miami and Mom. She says, thanks for the great information this evening. You are most welcome. So on that note, ladies, thank you so much for giving me some of your time. And thank you so much for hitting this out of the park in regards to homeschooling with excellence day one. Make sure that you all tune in to day two and day three because it doesn't stop here. We have some of other amazing homeschooling um, parents with excellence that's going to pour into you and share with you their journey so that you can glean some inspiration during this time. And never say that we didn't give it to you. It's up to you to take it up. All right. On that note, ladies, thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>